in this world? Is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law? Is it like the hand of God hovering above? At least it is true that Ryan, Steve, and Joey have no control, even over their own show. Welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk Podcast. Today on No Guts, No Glory, Volume 3, Chapter 8, The Golden Age Arc, Part 1, minus the arc, whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> out there. Y'all are freaks. The spark. Freaks, I say. At arc. We're finally here. The Golden Hello. Age yes. of Berserk. Yes. As I said just before recording, I wish it was the Golden Shower. <laughs> just took well... <laughs> you just took a golden I, shower in my bathroom at yeah. this time of year in this part of the country. Exactly. <laughs> Not fake. Uh, definitely real. <laughs> for sure happened. Um, without spoiling too much, I was going to say this little part one mm-hmm. is where I saw where Joey truly connected with the series mm-hmm. uh not for how it ended which maybe that happened oh. too but <laughs> that's exactly um, what i was thinking yes. of but all right so gambino rhymes with pino mm-hmm. and he has a short-haired black or <laughs> a black-haired child <laughs> he has who has short short-haired black following spi- him around. spiky hair <laughs> folds him into the family business has to teach him how to be you know in the yeah. trade similar or, to pino or, and joe yeah and uh yeah just grind out that contract get that get that toilet out of here okay smash it up smash it up work, Once you've work, done one toilet, work. move on to the next one <laughs> yeah we got we got another jab here go go That's get me uh sub and uh some <laughs> del taco then we're gonna sit down listen to kfi and go on to the next job <laughs> a whole now, uh, a wax ring hits me in the back right after i finished yeah. smashing up one toilet exactly <laughs> Now and then he just grabs it. Metaphorically, Joe, you gotta put it on the flange yeah. that's bolted to the sewer pipe. Right, right. <laughs> and then when he couldn't undo the bolt, but you could, he was then embarrassed and then hit you yes. with the pipe wrench. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then you did wear your cool leather jacket, which maybe that aligns to how the how this ends when you stood as a child out on the corner <laughs> by yourself, which ha- did happen. <laughs> and the, I have a scar. I mean, people came over when he hit me with that pipe, and they're like, "Oh my god." His asshole is is cut all the way to the bone. Oh exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he threw me a seashell with some salve on it. Right. Because we right, just right. watched WD forty man. <laughs> we had just watched <laughs> uh, Demolition Man. So exactly. He knew all about the seashells. Right. 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 And uh, knew that it would disinfect my, yeah. my animals. Yeah. And he had a he had a jab down in Huntington, so they got shells down there at the beach. I walked around, <laughs> picked some up, and he threw you a tennis racket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, come on, come on, Gampino. Yeah. Like tennis racket, at least a kids' tennis racket. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Kids tennis. We don't got t- kids' tennis rackets around here. Okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> only uh, Gamp- oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm at Cabazon. <laughs> I'll never leave Cabazon in my mind. Um. <laughs> so Gampino, Gampino is my new favorite. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was calling him that too as I was yeah. reading it. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean that. That's like, yeah. We will get to the All very, the very deep, um, you know, uh, transactional. You know what Gambino would probably call love or being a father 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, all of the foreshadowing there, like, again, this is like, I think the third time I've read this and it's like, man, this is this, this chapter is so rich, kind of like the very first chapter of the series, you know, that we right. read you know, a few months ago. Yep. It's just so rich with foreshadowing and shit that I never, I never saw before. And maybe I was reading into it, but obviously I'll bring that up as we talk about yeah. the chapter. Uh, this is No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast. We talk about we break down um we uh you know you know it's not i really... break down and cry yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to break down for various other reasons but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean well the, you know the scar the scar tissue still hits the bone around exactly the bone, so it's you know i'm never truly comfortable <laughs> um, <laughs> but um yeah we talk about uh not really i don't mean uh, we would i would never call this really a review discussion i guess it's our take on it right you know it's just kind of yeah. a uh, it's overall, a fun cast, you know. Yeah, you could argue that our 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 show is a spoiler cast, but that's not how we're marketing. You know what I mean? Right, it's not right. like it just came. What out. did we call probing ancient aliens? Um, that was just uh, I don't know. Just Again, this world, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we didn't define know. it, you know. But um, but yes, but of of course, we if you're new to the show, we break down the entire chapter uh, from start to finish. Our thoughts, our perspectives, our uh, our fun little, our fun little takes on it. Um, I am a, uh, kind of a, was a writing major. I'm a, I'm a, you know, Renaissance martial artist as is, uh, Ryan. A He's a Renaissance well. man. <laughs> uh, and now becoming a social worker doing school. But, uh, uh, and yeah, Ryan is a, uh, a musicist. He's been a musicer his whole life. He's played, he's played the violin and he played it for our intro. Um, he learned the violin just to play that. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, um, a lot of dedication. Played yeah. multiple tracks, yeah. <laughs> and Steve produced that uh, that fun uh, homage to Susumu Hirasawa's uh, "Sign 2 on the various Berserk uh, anime and video game soundtracks. Um, and yeah, Steve is a is a uh, kind of a collector's guru. He's a he's a, a an entrepreneur. He sells disc golf discs. He sells. Uh, a podcast merchant apparel for another <laughs> podcast, probing ancient aliens as he mentioned before uh, and he's he's the um we're kind of staggered so like i'm the i'm the middle of in terms of experience with berserk like i'm kind of almost caught up with the current issues uh but i came into it through the anime back in the late 90s or whatever the dvds first came out um ryan i mean chronologically ryan's the the well you're the you're the newest but he's right, the right, right. newest but he is the most um he's the most learned first yes yeah. in, uh, yes, in berserk as he is up up to the late the bleeding edge as it were of the chapters getting released uh and steve is brand new to berserk he'd watched the golden age arc trilogy i believe on netflix back yeah whatever was on netflix there's a few things but yeah yes. yeah i don't know if the 97 series was ever on netflix no. i don't think yeah, so. yeah no it was like the basically what felt like several movies and then the series which everyone hates the animation for yeah. yes the yeah, the 2016 and 2015 series uh which was mostly cg which was pretty bad Act, Ooh, acting was yeah. acting was i mean everything else was good about it but it was just kind of rough um and, and then it just teased you because there was a handful of scenes that were like, or or even not even scenes, but handful of frames that were hand animated. And you're like, God, this is so good. Why can it not just be this? <laughs> all I'll time? ask is, uh, was the horse involved in any way? Yes, it was. It was. Was uh, that well animated? Yes. <laughs> oh, it was well animated. But not um, going to say any more for the viewers here. But yes, just, uh, we'll yeah. get to that in about a year and a half or two or something. But uh uh, but yeah, we do this every two weeks because the other two weeks, Steve and I have another podcast called Probing Gaia, part of the Probing Ancient Aliens podcast 
uh, universe. We've done, we did over 200 and I don't know, 210 or 220 something episodes of probing ancient aliens where we covered the show ancient aliens on, uh, the history channel in kind of a humorous, a humorous, but, um, but passionate fashion, right. right? Just like all my sex humorous, but passionate. Yes. Um, open-minded, but still, uh, critical. Yes. Hey babe, why did the chicken cross the load? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and your jokes. Uh, Ryan's known my wife, Sarah, for a little while now. He's really That's captured her essence. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just born and raised in Staten Island, New York. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but yeah, welcome. We do this every two weeks. We are streaming at twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. Cause, uh, now you know the context for that. We don't have our own streaming channel for this maybe someday, but, uh, for now we're just keeping that audience and subscribers and, uh, we're lazy. So it take, it would take a lot of work to start up a whole new Twitch <laughs> well, to get it to an affiliate level. Yeah. Oh, I'd love a tuna fillet right yeah. now. <laughs> so delicious. Man, fuck tuna. Tuna sucks. <laughs> oh, that Get is that shit out of here. Sarah's least favorite food is canned tuna. Ooh. Now, ahi tuna, like, you know, sushi tuna is great, but she does yeah. not like canned tuna. She is definitely not a cat. Yes. <laughs> Says it tastes like cat food. Um, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Wait, she kn- she knows. Also, inside yeah. baseball, when I saw you the other night, Ryan, <laughs> I mistakenly said that mango was my wife's favorite fruit, but it is guava. Oh, guava is great, yeah. too, though. It's yes. been a long time since I had that. But um, but and then uh, you, have, you had your own passion fruits or you know, you still have you have passion. Oh, fruit the vine is a vine. it's it's like Vinland Saga out there, right. which is really all about <laughs> passion fruit. Vinland Saga, if you don't know, is an anime rendition of the origin and history of Hawaiian punch, the famous drink. Yep. Uh, sugary drink milk honey and guava that's yes. what they say right yep. uh if you didn't know ryan passion fruit is the signature flavor of hawaiian punch passion fruit yes um when uh, you, in, yeah i guess so it's in a in a few weeks time there will be probably like dozens sugar. of passion fruit yeah i know yeah it's, it is a punch. tastes like red yeah. <laughs> yes exactly um, but uh yeah now that we have the vine mature at the start of the season because we only got it you know, put in, put on the wall over there in like August of last year. So it was already, which kind I of think the, I let you gave me one or two and I let them harden too much last year. Oh yeah. Cause you're like, let it age and I overage. You literally yeah. wait and the, you know, they're ripe when they look like a wrinkly testicle. So, right. uh, cause and they're very confident style with those kind of a, a, red, a shell. And mm-hmm. then you pop them open and it's the gooey seeds that are actually the yeah, fruit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, sorry, I assume no one else has ever had passion fruit before. Cause I mean, you can't really buy them at stores around here or anything. So it's right. like a farmer's market, but, um, but, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of them anyway. This isn't probing passion fruit. This isn't the farmer's arc guys. No passion keep going. Fruit. I'm uh, oh, no, going to yeah, go is... handle something real quick. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Cause I was saying it was Vinland's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was about the passion fruit vines in my backyard. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the origin of Hawaiian punch. Uh, but anyway, we are, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My brain Which is like Kool-Aid. lagging right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hawaiian punch was, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? And then he punched the guy that he was yeah. offering it to. Um, With his big hat. Yes. Uh, that was the cool. commercials. He would literally punch the person he was offering it to. But then they would like, what? they would be in like, you know, tropical flavor kind of gl- like, like ecstasy or after right, he got punched right. or whatever. So. I don't know if I've seen. That was them passing from yeah, this realm I, to the next. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's been. A Hawaiian punch commercial in the past 20 years. Was it like well, the at Dr. one point Strange thing where he like he punches their forehead and then their <laughs> soul goes out of their body? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying passing from one realm to yes. another. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um 
They no, they they canceled not like in a like they it was on PC, but they canceled oh. the Wine Punch at one point a few years ago. Oh, they discontinued it. Right, oh, right, got right. It. And yeah, then it's it come was back. Full of red dye number five, I believe. Yeah, I think sales were just bad, bad and yeah, yeah, people were like, "I'm not drinking this." Yes, ah. sugary drinks on the whole soothed my bone scar around my anus. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're talking uh, volume three, chapter eight, the overall chapter, chapter eight, and this is chapter one of the golden age arc. I call it part one just because I don't want to say the writer and me can't say volume three, chapter eight, golden age, chapter All the one. Things, the yeah. So, um, but, uh, plus it's SEO. Come on. Well, and um, it's, uh, end of book one for the deluxe. Edition. Yes. This is the, we can, we can put away our, uh, big old volume one of the deluxe editions, the beautiful, uh, probably not real leather, but nice kind of like right. worn, worn leather feeling or whatever, or distressed leather, they call it the very yeah, soft. Mole skin. Leather. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a better. A better With piece. an embossed metallic uh, yes. print. Oil print. Um, but yeah, we already talked about Ryan's violin intro to the show. Make sure and subscribe to the follow, <laughs> to the follow cast. Oh God, <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, over on uh, Spotify, I think it's called Following. I'm hip with all the kids' new digital digital ways uh but yeah subscribe to it follow it whatever leave us nice reviews leave us five star reviews please uh, or sorry five star ratings and leave us a little review on spotify we have a fun little section and it's called q a that's how they do their reviews um the default question is what do you think about the show so if you the answer second that, one is do you like tuna yeah. yes exactly uh well i was gonna like say <laughs> part of the fun is <laughs> if you leave a review we will read it as long as it's five yes, stars so exactly. you could say whatever you want yes and we, we will verbalize yes. it yeah if you want to get a nice little <laughs> shout out on the air i don't think we've ever censored anyone. no we have uh, not, but, but uh, uh just yeah, one episode we'll, of a very long time ago show. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah if uh you want a little shout out on the show leave us a five-star rating and give us a review on apple Podcasts or spotify or your podcast service of choice, but a lot of them don't do reviews. So, uh, but if you listen to one of those, hey, give us a rating, give us a comment, uh, whatever. All that, all that user-generated content really juices us up in the algorithm and helps us be found by more personen, as the Germans would say, for people. Um, we have a Patreon for our other podcasts, uh, which we always, I mean, I was always like, oh, should I promote our Patreon? Because it's not for No Guts, No Glory, but... Uh, we, we've already found somebody that found us through no guts, no glory and supports that Patreon, uh, because they liked our content. So head over to patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. If we ever get the time, uh, in the future, maybe we'll have a Patreon for this show. But, uh, right now we're only what, you know, it's like a seventh or eighth episode, something like that. Oh, we, like I know exactly. It's the eighth episode because we're going <laughs> yeah. one chapter at a time. So it's the um, golden episode. Well, we combine two chapters. Oh, we combine two. Point, but... You're right. So, yep. um, Anyway, we're on two different timelines. But uh, yeah, so no new uh, reviews this week. I mean, technically that one from last time populated on Apple Podcasts from our friend James in Ingoland, but it was the same text that he wrote in Patreon. So uh, Which, don't yeah. that. But shout out to James from London, Ingoland uh, for listening to No Guts, No Glory. Um, mm-hmm. We have a little segment here uh, where we ask each other or the first person in person in the twitch.tv slash probing into aliens chat uh, asks us, but there's nobody here right now that I can see. It says one viewer, but uh, they are, they're a little secret. They're a little, we're going to ask ourselves. They're being coy. So we're going to existential. Yes. Yeah. We're going to ask ourselves, how you doing, Ryan? How you doing, Steve? How you doing, Joey? And also what are, what are you watching? What are you playing? Ooh, this week? Let's start with Steve. I want to hear what, how Steve's doing. All right. 
I'm doing okay. Um, yes, I'm trying to think of all the things that has happened since our last record, which I felt like there was something. Blink-182 but... would wonder about all the small things. Exactly. I actually went to a Blink-182 concert like two days ago. Oh, he oh, was there, there with his sister go. and her fiancé. He spread COVID everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Over at the uh, the BM Stadium in LA, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Which one? BMO. The stadium that was right next to us when oh, we went to the Maya. Oh, the, it used to be the Bank of California, but I think they switched the name yet. Yeah, something it's, it's else. BMO or something. I think it used to be Five Guys, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest goddamn Five Guys in the country. Wild. Yeah. 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 You could order fried jalapenos there. Is that crazy? <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, did a little disc golfing yesterday in the Montanas oh, yeah. uh, with Gorsh and Branding Dong. Uh, and the bugs were crazy. They were oh. all over the place. Uh, and Josh, yeah, videoed some stuff. And it's like literally you can just see the flies in his camera. Yes. But um, it was fun. Didn't play the best, but still had a, a fun roundup there just because it's 27 holes at about 6,000 foot elevation. So uh, you're getting some steps and getting some hikes, uh, tossing some discs that are going to be flying a little bit different due to that elevation discs. change. Tossing discs. Did you enjoy the newly revamped menu at the lodge there? No, because they had a grease fire at the barbecue, oh, <laughs> so we no. couldn't order anything off the grill. Oh, um, so like the, the prepackaged snacks that were in the shop there? Or uh, something? Well, I had a pastrami. They could do sandwiches and stuff off the fryer, oh, so okay. I just had a pastrami sandwich uh, and fries, which the fries were, were good. Were? I can't remember if they tasted different. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The menu wasn't anything too wildly different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same cast and crew of freaks uh, work in the grill and shop their, there. Their new menu probably means they just cleaned the equipment. Right. <laughs> now Which apparently not enough because then they had a grease fire. So. <laughs> we'll get used to this bad boy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting pretty dirty down there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like something had to pop up uh, to watch and review. But yeah, I just haven't haven't been on too much of the old anime skis or uh, video games. Well, and it well. could be anything too. It doesn't have to. Be no, anything. I know. I'm just. Uh, but you had your gardening. You had your uh, in law over this weekend, correct? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, again, nothing too wild and crazy. Just a lot of hanging out. We did some beach walking. Uh, but yeah, nothing. Beach slapping yeah. too. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, we did watch that movie. Reality. Okay. On Max, hmm. I think it's called Reality, um, but it's where they interview this person who leaked NSA documents about oh, Russia, um, and it's just all an interrogation film. So, oh, interesting. Uh, it was kind of I went in totally not knowing it was going to happen or to expect, but yeah, it was an interesting uh, film. No, uh, not film noir, but just film to watch. Huh? And was it uh, a was it a fictional? Uh, a, a fictional dramatization of a nonfiction. Event. So they literally had recordings and they keep cutting between the recording. They're like all the dialogue in this film is directly from the recording. So they're verbalizing and, but then, you know, obviously mm-hmm. acting and dramatizing some things, but I think all the, the um, I was going to say the copy, the, um, the lines and script were directly from the um, nice. recordings they took. But yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, wild, wild stuff. And I'll be going uh, out to Florida in a couple weeks. Oh, that's right. I'm uh, going to go hit up Epcot out there and then uh, some other random stuff as well. Nice. That's Is the that... weekend you guys, well, not you, but Ryan will be at 
Anime Expo. Yes. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully, Anime Expo. Oh, well, if, uh, if you're lucky, if you, you go up the right escalator, my friend. Uh, now, is <laughs> it? Yeah, that's right. Is it uh, Daddy in law out there, or, yeah. or okay, uh, Daddy and stepmommy? Right, 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 okay. right. There you go. Got it. Um, oh. that'll be fun. It's gonna yeah, be yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be hot, hot human. Yeah. yeah, but they it's they got nice a pool. There's an ocean close by. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Epcot, you might get that hot rain. Oh rain. yeah, if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, uh, they'll do the uh, they'll do the the only real holdover, other than you know trauma I've had to work through. But the only holdover from my toxic ex girlfriend, the only good thing she ever brought to my family was the um, uh, Jaeger and. Uh, what the fuck was oh Jaeger and root beer cocktail mm-hmm. where you do I you used to do Jaeger and Coca Cola. Yeah, you do a shot of uh, so at the Germany location mm. in Epcot Center in the, the the World Showcase. Yeah, they will serve you. You know they have you know sausages and things like that, like right. Oktoberfest food, and they'll do a yeah root beer and or no, I think they made it themselves. They they'll give you Jaeger and so they mm-hmm. bought a root beer for somewhere from somewhere else and they got uh, pretty schmammered there. So. Uh, blistered. Yes. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Uh, I am doing a great, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, so here's the thing. I've been kind of not, <laughs> not sleeping that well because I've been uh, intentionally binging nonstop, uh, on PSG. Peacock, the fucking Battlestar yeah. Galactica brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I am so close. <laughs> so don't, you know, forgive me if I frack up guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh boy yeah so I, I used to cringe at that in the first seasons and now i'm it's just a beloved yeah, thing now. it just becomes I, yeah, part of you like, like it is a part garth of garth algar's new underwear, professional <laughs> underwear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a world, uh, have you seen oh. that movie i'm gonna move on guys because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you all know the answer yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah i <laughs> You're on season four, like end of I'm season on four? halfway through season four, Ooh, which is baby, the final baby. season. Yeah, uh, crazy shit's been happening, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it says it has like 11 days left on on the streaming service. And oh, I looked yeah. up, I'm like, hey, where is it going? And people are like, well, there was a period where it just wasn't on anything. Yeah, so yeah. you know, you're screwed. I was like, oh gosh, yeah. I got it. Happened with this. Uh, Star Trek, and then it showed up on paramount i think mm. but like next generation and all that stuff was on netflix and then it was just gone oh, yeah wow. I, oh, that, that makes sense though i yeah. can't take that risk so i have to finish this yeah. <laughs> i've been just non-stop like all right another episode i'm treating it like almost work yeah, at this yeah. point but i love it it's it's yeah. great it's probably for the best too because it's like yeah that that show is best binged it was tough when i got into that show i think it's season two like season two had oh, ended geez. a couple months before, and then I watched the rest of it in real time, which was tough. But uh, I can't imagine I, watching like commercials between the things, yes. these things too, because yeah. like, ugh. yeah. And then I got the DVDs and like watched the whole thing again with with Ronald D. Moore's commentary on every episode that he did, and wow. every every episode was him uh, uh, starting it off with, "All right, the uh, the whiskey is." you know san ignatia like whatever the fucking whiskey brand was uh, right right 12 year age. wait they actually the used whiskey are, like he no it, he was just what he was room. consuming oh, at he was the, all, while he watching it. yes okay he did, <laughs> he did the they entire, drink a lot of whiskey in there you they know, do yeah. and everything but. no he did the entire commentary by himself each episode oh. and so, so he's he just would, sitting in a room drinking whiskey yeah he would start <laughs> off he's he's at his home he's like he's like i'm in the office it's uh, you know whatever date and the whiskey is this and the cigar and so Escarillo, uh, 31st day in my cell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, and now he's got that uh, Outlander money because he's the creator of Outlander, the the adaptation oh, of the show wow. too. So um, yeah, but, there was uh, a there was a guy in BSG who's uh whatever what's the plane handle called your call sign was yeah. hot dog right yeah 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 i forgot about i know that, that guy yeah <laughs> hot dog oh hot dog um oh boner yeah. alert <laughs> uh even though they didn't really have well the battlestar galactica didn't have internet on purpose because that yep. was it was safe from the silence because it wasn't networked in but we don't really know if they had was it like a hollow net or something did they ever mention that where like like they had an online infrastructure like just generally in their world in the world yeah yeah. yeah. they definitely think they did yeah Yeah. they showed something like that but yeah um oh man you are in for a treat i can't wait to talk to you about that yeah uh, when you see the the final episode i think i know who the final four are and the final fifth person is i think we just found that Mm. out but i'm not i'm not sure yet (laughs) god yeah that's the whole arc of like season four is who are the the final final four yeah so Yeah, so I'm, I was on that. I I meant to watch the final episode of uh, Vinland Saga today because it came out today. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to have a lot of passion for it this season, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it Plant ripens the on the vine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm very excited for that because uh, it's one of my favorite series nice. besides uh, Berserk and some others. But yeah, uh, I'm going so to have to take like it. a I'm going to have to take like a a weekend or two and just uh finish that because i because i think i'm i stopped like dead in the middle or something mm. like that so i probably have like because it's like 22 or 24 episodes 24 right episodes. so I, yeah i probably have 24th today so, so. yeah um but uh yeah nice we'd be farming <laughs> 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 yeah that's uh that's about it for me what about you joey uh i am doing well i'm in my did my first week of school last week uh which was uh really cool it was it's it's been much better than i um expected it to be i feel much more at home already with the having these kinds of conversations and uh you know it's like people that are trying to do a good thing and talking about how to do that good thing well is really it's a nice meaningful set of conversations as opposed to the meaningless ones i would have at my previous jobs um i mean the literally just the bullshitting with my friends at work was were more meaningful conversations than i would have about work selling consumer goods so uh so yeah it's been it's been really good there is a the reading and everything really ramped up uh between last week and this week so it's it's getting it's interesting getting used to it because the asynchronous work so i'm doing online you know lectures and things like that in labs uh the asynchronous work aka homework but they don't call it that (laughs) i guess uh in the digital age um it's weird because it's like it's not only due on the day you have to do it like the day before class starts because you have to give a chance for the teacher to like, look at it, make sure you did review, it, yeah, yeah. it and review it, you know? So, uh, which makes sense, but it's a weird, it's like a, a different kind of scheduling. Um, but I'm, I'm figuring it out, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited because I go, I go Tuesday, Tuesday through Thursday, but my Thursday class is only, it's a one unit course. So it's only three times over the whole quarter. So it's like one, one in June, one in July, one in August. So, uh, mostly Tuesday, Wednesday, but, uh, in the afternoon, but yeah, that's been really fun. Um, uh, been trying to get, I, I just started the, that finally, uh, started the horizon forbidden West, uh, DLC, uh, called burning shores where it's in a mm. post-apocalyptic LA. Um, and, uh, it's, it's interesting, but I've been doing schoolwork. I've also been mostly, um, listening to the audiobook of Anthony Peake's 
the Dana. Oh, right, uh, right, right. So I, this is my, I've already finished the two, two of his other books. And now I'm going back to his 2008 book, um, about his entire theory that, um, you, your, your higher self, which your higher half of your consciousness, which is, exists outside of time, uh, exists in your right hemisphere of your brain and all of these mental illnesses and injuries and things, uh, have revealed that in scientific research over the years, which is interesting. So, um, and also ultimately that it's his, um, what he calls his cheating the ferryman hypothesis, which is that conscious, your consciousness never actually dies because it, it can't all this right. stuff. We're all basically a video game. We just, we just keep, yeah, we just keep, keep, um, basically our Damon yes. keeps playing the game, right? So he's, it's, it's reincarnation, but without reincarnating into someone else, you are reincarnating as yourself, yeah, a resurrection ship, right? Actually. Basically, <laughs> basically, yeah, you're, re, yeah, you're, you're reincarnating as yourself. And yet each of those incarnations is slightly different. And so your higher self is he, all the higher self is also what in, he has all this fucking crazy science and, quantum physics to back up that your higher self is actually what people are the the presence people are seeing or sensing during sleep paralysis Hmm. so it's not actually some paranormal entity you could call it it paranormal but but it's it's uh it's something it's it's being able to it's because the all the shit's happening in your brain to break down kind of like if you take dmt or psychedelics and stuff it breaks down those filters from your brain and you're seeing um this other part of yourself you know based in another outside of your main reality. So, uh, super fascinating shit. Um, and this one is also read by him. So mm. two out of the three I've read have been read by him, which is, which is fun. So right. interesting too, cause you can tell that he's less versed at doing it. Cause you know, it's came out in 2008 right. and assuming the audiobook was, so he kind of like, he doesn't mess up, but it's like, you can tell he didn't have like as tight of an editor or something in that. One. Right. 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 Uh, <clears throat> he really, he really slows down when he's pronouncing, <laughs> like a like an indian scientist's name or like right. hindu text or chinese text or something like that because he's trying to be respectful but it's just funny because he's such a sharp guy but um but yeah that's been fun so yeah it's been school uh audiobooks and um uh, a little bit of horizon i'm getting i'm getting excited though for to finish horizon and uh get into final fantasy 16 it's been it's been it's been literally <laughs> God, Final Fantasy 15 was terrible. I played probably, I don't know, did I beat it? I probably played like 80% of it and bailed. But um, it's probably been since Final Fantasy 12, which was an actual Final Fantasy, that I, that I played a Final Fantasy game that I enjoyed. King of the Chocomos? Yes, King, yes, Final Fantasy 12 too. King of the Chocomos. <laughs> um, but, and that came out in, I want to say... I don't know, 2007 or eight or something crazy like that on PS2. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited because the, uh, the hype. Wait, for PS2 the- wasn't, or sorry, PS- I was going to say PS2 was like high school. You're right. Sorry. Maybe it was the Xbox 360 and PS3 generation. Because I remember Larry oh. playing whatever the Chocomo version PS2. was in high school. 2006. So. That might have been a crossover title. I don't know. Whatever. Either way. Anyway, sorry. It's been yeah, since just... 2006 since I actually enjoyed a Final Fantasy. Because Final Fantasy 13, uh, even at the time, I was like, I'm, I finished it, but I'm like, God, this was so fucking bad and a mess. But, um, but uh, that was literally for 16. You have hope. Yes, yeah, 16 is made by the team of people that completely saved final fantasy 14 from ruin so final fantasy 14 is the mmo like because final fantasy 11 was an mmo yep. the first one 
And then Final Fantasy XIV was terrible for the first couple years it came out. And this director and his team came and they literally like took the game offline and rebooted the entire game. Like, and it's, it's now to this day, extremely popular, makes a fuck ton of money for Square Enix. So Yoshi so they, P? Yoshi P. And they put him, they put him as the directorial lead and creative director on Final Fantasy 16. So it has a very mature kind of Game of Thrones-esque feel to it. Um, hmm. And... Like it's rated like a hard R. Like they they uh they made a point. It's going to be very violent. There's going to be blood, which is pretty rare for Final Fantasy because it's still kind of even if it looks realistic in its graphics, it stays with the kind of anime tropey kind of PG thirteen teen rating kind of for shit. But um yeah, it's rated uh you know seventeen plus for adults. Um and it's gone back finally to a more medieval aesthetic because it's been. It's been going into the steampunk world. I mean, it's not even mm. steampunk. I mean, even Final Fantasy VII, you could argue, is cyberpunk, not even steampunk. Right. So. I'm more into steampunk. <laughs> Just all them jam bands powered by the good lord's hot water. <laughs> um, everyone knows, of course, that uh, the worst people at convention, the worst cosplayers at all conventions are the steampunk people. Right, so. right, right. They are the true nerds left in the industry. Because oh. Klingons used to be the worst. Yes. Um, <laughs> and steampunkers took them over. Stormtroopers are still pretty bad, like Star Wars-ish. At least you can't um, see their but, face, though, so you can't. Right. Well, they just it, the Star Wars people get too into character and it's annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, steampunk like people. Stuff. So I, I don't know. I, I feel along. like they're okay. <laughs> I've run into too many. Uh, they just, they just Bombard their way through the show. Are you part of the 501st? Yeah, 501. Yeah, Fuck stupid. you. Um, Fuck your friends that you have that you enjoy your time with them. Pieces right. of shit with your fucking your losers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, why don't, go, why don't go be alone and a loser like it should be a loser? Like me, okay. <laughs> yeah. the top yeah. <laughs> you walk into the gutter and crawl down and then fall asleep because yeah. you're too cheap to stay at an actual hotel at Comic Con. Yes um or sleep yeah. in your van like your former roommate man well that happened too because there was no room in the hotel room and he didn't have a sleep apnea machine there at was the no time. room in the 500 first yeah no. and there was no room at the end matt matt could have <laughs> become our our new messiah you know with right. that story so uh, but he just too, he was too lazy to get up when that crazy light was shining down on the van and exactly come outside he was like absolutely yeah. i don't feel like being touched by the yeah. higher <laughs> levels <laughs> i'm trying to gain levels with my fucking goku here on the right 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's how that's how we're all doing um let's get into old berserk himself guts no let's get it let's get up in them guts of this story <laughs> <laughs> podcast on here we um, go every time he enters the sea you yeah. just play yeah, just... it's like the yeah. mandalorian yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey there's just guts only the first second uh, <laughs> i mean puck and and the little baby grogu have some similarities to them oh yeah so. <laughs> Um, that but, harmony, by the way, it's not in the same key, but it's the same one as uh, Tayo Cruz Dynamite. <laughs> oh God! The first note you just played. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, he's either you know going for he throws his hands up, or <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I think that it is Ryan's turn to Whoa! do. Yes. Truly off the cuff, then. Yeah. Our, Yay. It's supposed to be our four sentence summary, where one of us. Uh, a, a, a revolving uh, merry-go-round of each of the three of us once per episode will uh, give a four-sentence summary 
of the entire chapter off the cuff, just from memory. No Wikipedia, no fandom.wikia.berserk or whatever it is. Uh, no, uh, no looking at the book. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa! Um, but, uh, <laughs> I didn't bring my study notes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, what happened in chapter eight, volume three, chapter eight, the golden age arc part one. Oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. Chap- uh, uh, we're going to do the four, four. Here we go. Four, <laughs> not the final five, four. Yeah. Here's four. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So sentence one, uh, let's see. <laughs> Clippity clop. In come Gambino and crew to see a little child on the ground. Wow, are you going to be throwing bars doing this in rap? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Clippity clop, dead baby got a drop on the ground. He's got a frown. His umbilical cord is flapping around. No, I'm just going to open every cell. It's all going down. Chicken's <laughs> 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 yeah. umbilical cord smells like farts, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like berserk. Yeah, it's in my asshole. What else do you <laughs> think I'm doing? <laughs> I throw my hands up. Okay. <laughs> right. Sentence two. Uh, let me see here. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Guts learns to fight from Gambino, and they go off and uh, as mercenaries to fight some dudes in armor, while Gambino beats the shit out of Guts. For like no reason most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sentence three. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gambino does some really conflicting, uh, abusive, narcissistic uh, father figure things with Guts. So in such a way that Guts kind of likes him, but also <laughs> kind of hates him at the same time. And we haven't gotten into the thick of it yet. Because... Relationship status with Guts and Gambino. It's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Just posted it. Oh, boy. Seven likes. All right. (laughs) Final sentence. I think I can count. That's four, right? All right. Final sentence. Incoming. Donovan alert. Donovan alert. (laughs) Incoming, huh? I was just going to say, yeah. (laughs) On the Dreadus. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. Period. That damn one-eyed bastard went into that boy's tent. I fucking saw it. <laughs> is that a bubble? Yeah. <laughs> What's the XO's name again? Colonel Ty. Ty. There yep. we go. Yeah. Mikhail's dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's his name. Throw your Ty. hands up in the fucking in the fracking air. Yeah. Oh my god. I kind of like halfway through the series just realized Adama is just doing ASMR the whole show. He never oh, yeah. raises. It. He's. I was like, yeah. <laughs> is this is this the first thing you've ever seen Edward James almost in? I think so. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. man. You got to watch Stand and Deliver where he. uh Teaches a bunch of at-risk youth how to pass calculus AP class. <laughs> like say how to pass yeah. gas for some reason. I don't know. My brain's weird. <laughs> they spoofed that episode on an episode of South Park where Cartman is teaching. Uh, <laughs> he's playing Edward James almost character anyway. Oh so, boy. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, Clippity clap. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not not, not a ton happens, but this is like we said before, extremely rich character building and world building too. But I mean, we've gone from a super world building chapter with all the uh for all you lore whores out there for um the last chapter was for the last chapter was <laughs> the god hand explaining how all their shit works but Unto um us. yeah no more no more overt supernatural stuff for quite a while um yeah. i Goodbye, mean puck. truly until the end of the golden age arc correct is you know when when everything goes yeah. down when the the sun is covered up by that other planet thing um, it doesn't even do like 
mini flash forwards or flash sideways right. if you've watched lost yeah yeah uh it it just goes back and it just stays there consistently yes. the whole way through, yes so. i i mean nice. i think i've said it before this time i was i'm so excited to talk to read this again and talk about it yeah because of this show like i never like when i first watched the 97 anime and the first episode fucking starts off with you know, a very truncated the Black Swordsman arc where it's it's just him and Snake Man, and that's pretty much it. Yep. It doesn't go into the entire count and um, you know, Teresia and all that fun stuff, but um and Vargas. But uh and then it and then that first episode, the pilot ends with a flashback to Guts fighting as a young, you know, a teen, basically. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, flashback. And then the next 23 episodes, all the Golden Age arc <laughs> leading to the eclipse. And like at the time, which I was, and still, it was great. I was fascinated, but it was such a, it took me like a few episodes to realize, holy shit, they're not going back to him with the fucking extra giant sword and the one and all the yeah. crazy supernatural shit. Like, what the fuck? I was like pissed, but then still grew to love uh, the series in general. But, uh, but now it's like completely, flipped because like the most i mean this arc is just like i mean insane shit happens it is very long insane shit happens but like it's it's it gets so deep into who guts is and who griffith is who you know all all of our kind of main characters as the series goes on um you know and then you lose a few of them but they weren't really mains anyway so (coughs) for uh, later folks but, uh, (laughs) but uh uh it's and and again this first chapter is just just brimming with uh foreshadowing and yeah yeah. that too oh it's soaked in golden showers i mean i think that's what (laughs) killed all those people on the hanging tree in the very beginning was not so much the hanging but just drowning in piss um Mm. when they you know before your neck pops so because i don't think they dropped them i think they hung there and then some guy that was hung um of course we could william a thicker string. yes william hung came there (laughs) and as he was pissing he sang she bangs she bangs right 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 which ryan probably doesn't know william hung is either (laughs) (laughs) william hung was an american idol uh not a champion but he got he wasn't the american idol but he got very popular um he was like an on the spectrum kind of a a Vietnamese gentleman from you know american Vietnamese guy some yeah very nerdy very spectrumy but he got popular for singing. Was it Ricky, uh, Ricky Gervais? No, Ricky yeah. Martin's. Uh, she bangs. She yeah, bangs. Yeah. It was just really bad. Yeah, and he was like, she bangs. She bangs. Oh, baby. But it got yeah. very popular. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, so that's the, yeah. it's William Hung was sprinklering uh, <laughs> piss all over the, the yeah. people on this tree. Clay um, Aiken was my guy. The, and, uh, well, see, that wasn't that far away from, I think right, William Hung right. was after Clay Aiken. So. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Hold on. Clay Aiken was your guy? <laughs> because <laughs> what reasons? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely no reason. Actually, he sang Mary, Did You Know? And I really liked this version of that. So. <laughs> okay. uh, I like the song where he's creeping, his his own original song where he's creep. the whole song is about creeping on somebody where he's what? like, where it's all about like, if I was a, if I was a fly on the wall, if I was a, you know, something in the sky. Wait, whatever, I'll be but... watching. Wait, no, that's like Sting. No, right? that's not a no, no, different, different <laughs> okay. song. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, that's Puff Daddy. Okay? <laughs> what? Because uh, <laughs> he did a famous cover of that song too. But oh. that was probably the year you were born, ninety-seven, ninety-five. Um, but, um, um, let's take that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> wait, what the fuck were we even talking about? We're starting off this. <laughs> yeah, golden arc. Hey, yeah. So we 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 come upon 
uh, uh, two angles of uh, a very just a desolate view of this tree all in silhouette with, you know, a dozen or so people hanging from it. So it's a dead tree, dead old tree, people hanging from it. Um, Some of my neighbor's houses on Halloween kind of remind me of this. Mm. Just out out front, they hang a bunch of pregnant pregnant women. Bad smelling uh, Halloween decoration. I'm telling you, I feel like Halloween decorations. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's the oh fucking bad. The the material, yeah, the the latex, the rubber. They're using the toilet paper before keeping the tree. Right, it's a bad plastic. (laughs) (laughs) They dip it in Taco Bell. Yeah. No, Dip they, it in Taco Bell. Anyway. Uh, no, not those, Taco Bell shits, but fresh Taco Bell food. Yes. <laughs> no, then you get really hungry. And then right. they resell the Taco Bell to you, even though it's been it's missing about 2% of its mass because it's all dipped in the TP. It's so weird, though, because like Christmas stuff does not smell bad, but then right. you get Halloween stuff. I don't yeah. know well, what it it's, is. It's that soft um, latex and rubber, because and it has oh. that um, foam, right? So everything's squishy, and, yeah, yeah. and it's oh, just yeah. where Christmas stuff is not squishy Ooh. fleshy painted grossness yeah much more fresh homey yeah. smells so. exactly um but uh, yeah we see this tree it cuts to a uh an overhead shot of some some dudes uh with weapons and shit some sort of crew marching along on this road next to this tree yeah. um and uh we get some cool you know marching sound effects here and then we get hey listen the, <laughs> then we get the splash page and oh yeah it's funny because how the how the deluxe editions are set up uh we get this final little shot of Puck on the right side of the, the first page. It's like, um, damn it, I'm not in the show anymore. Yeah, yeah reacting. <laughs> kind of, you know, presumably still reacting to sad guts that we you finished, you know, close the last right. chapter on. But yeah, so it cuts to um, this uh, to this big, huge splash page. But we've already seen, I mean, this is dark shit, you know, like this is like a bunch of dead people cutting to an, a newborn baby in the fucking mud on the ground dude when i saw this i was literally thinking man i'm really reading berserk aren't i yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's true it's like this is what which is crazy this is the golden age arc but and that's what i wanted to talk we're going to talk about a lot but this i didn't i didn't remember that this chapter moves so fast like we go through nine years the first nine years of guts's life in like 60 70 pages of a comic so Mm. um it's crazy how fucking sad guts's life is like how how fucked up the world is but just how fucking sad his experience is like this i mean his experience is defined by pain struggling and sadness right and so and isn't it crazy that like it's called the golden age arc and it opens with just yes. the most desolate yes. possible thing <laughs> the juxtaposition yeah i noticed that the most yeah this time where i was like god i didn't even like pay attention to that because i was just like oh man this art is cool it's really fucked up whatever it is but, cool though yes um and like the the very heavily kind of inked and shadowed almost watercolor look splash page baby guts literally looks like a skeleton with hair so you don't really know right. if he's dead or not uh you assume kind of he the is point. because yeah you know, yeah he's a baby on you know, on the ground below and a, it, a corpse and it looks like it's like been raining so you're like oh did this baby right. get on Just the fucking ground drown or something like that you know so yeah. um but uh, yeah it, it looks like a metal cover or something or like some, something yes. you see on someone's shirt like yes. just like yeah oh, yeah little cannibal corpsey well they have the cannibal corpse has the album covered butchered at birth uh, and just two zombie guys yes. yeah, doing that. You always wear you. You strategically use 
cannibal corpse shirts when you go to buffets so that you can right. gross out the other patrons and you get all that delicious the sweetest meat exactly. yourself because <laughs> you can't see your own shirt unless you look down so. <laughs> oh i love wearing my if you guys look it up tomb of the mutilated uh, shirt around as well <laughs> yeah. uh did you say cantaloupe corpse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean when you're hungry for that melon all that's it's left, the vegan option oh, i love melons <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> Kaho, hello <laughs> um but uh yeah so uh this baby is filthy it's got a snapped umbilical cord and the first time i ever noticed was that you can tell ever so ever so slightly you can see the umbilical cord hanging from the mother right from yeah. the corpse right in the in the shadows there but um but yeah so gambino has a a something it's it's his girlfriend it's his fuck buddy we don't know but it's a it's a person uh, a woman named sis at, at literally as in it's his shoddy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um her her name is spelled cis yeah. uh, i i couldn't again i've read this three times now couldn't believe how much she looks like a future main character after something traumatic happens to that main character oh you know? yeah i was like during maybe not but yeah after yes. the, the event happens a little bit her yes. hair is not as good though let's no but i know uh, it, it's Looks not like a twin a <laughs> it's not a twin it's just evoking you yes. know this this woman basically in a rag in a robe like a ragged robe who is kind of just going oh like making weird vocalizations not talking and she had just lost her child three days before according to gambino's men right so um and they're like they're like yeah wasn't that your kid gambino he's like i don't f-. he's like what the f- how the fuck should i know he like doesn't give a shit so yeah. we are we're already getting a very um kind of toxic macho male vibe from gambino here who is clearly the leader of this this band of gents we don't know that they're mercenaries but they are we learn that pretty quickly yeah and um, he says whoa pretty grizzly which i think it means yeah. probably he's looking at guts and thinking damn he looks just like a grizzly bear and that's a real yes. pretty carcass right guys there. we better <laughs> run <laughs> yep he's Look putting out. the lipstick and mascara on and getting real <laughs> pretty sometimes they call grizzlies berserkers yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says we better run and then one they all start running but one nerdy guy in the back goes um Actually, you're supposed <laughs> to actually look really big and menacing to bears because if you run, you trigger their predator instinct and they will cheat. You're guaranteeing that they will cheat. Or he's not the black bear. Let me yeah. think yeah. for a second. Uh, Pacific Northwest or the African black bear? <laughs> Let uh, me get my tome out. Yeah. <laughs> my tome. And it's just Volume like a, 36. It's a, it's a Steve Irwin children's book. <laughs> it's one of the crew has an Australian accent for no reason. <laughs> blowing like, blowing dust off of like a 17 page, <laughs> page yeah. paperback workbook. The uh, <laughs> zoo magazine. I yeah. know, Grizzly. <laughs> uh, um, oh, wait. Uh, Stingray. I mean, uh, no! Yeah. <laughs> Not again. Shut the hell up, man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, well, Gambino... the pop-out book where the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the barb shoots a needle in every kid's face or stinger, I should say. Uh, but yeah, so he uh, he's yelling at sis who has picked up the child. She's jumped out of her wagon, picked up the child. She does a is... layup. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah, <laughs> alley you. Yeah, uh, yells Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> back then, you Gambino. Know. They haven't invented helicopters <laughs> yet. You're gonna say nope. they haven't invented Kobe yet? <laughs> I was like, what? True. Just the beef form. Yep. Uh, but uh, anyway, so he's yelling at Sis already. He's like, I don't want you to stay there like that. He grabs her aggressively. She drops the child who has not, you know, moved or said anything at this point, and she's freaking out. The you know gut little guts drops guts into goes, a, Whoa, a puddle huh? of. <laughs> oh man, Ryan is shot out of a cannon today. Um, <laughs> uh, and 
and again, I love that it's guts getting dropped and you know hit basically mm. that wakes him up, right? right? Like he's like passed out or something. And how many times in the future are we going to see him knocked the fuck out or just overall down and out? And then, but then is triggered by further violence, right? You right. Know, so I feel um, like that drop may have actually saved his life because he it shows the first frame of him gasping. Yes, like yeah, the yeah. the translation is gasp. So it's like maybe his. I don't know, something was wrong with his lungs and then boom, right. he just like he was close to, you know, his heart rate was maybe slowing. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. And then boom, it like kind of that's why little adrenaline burst causes organs to like shoot back on. Get the get second. the like liquid out of your lungs, all that shit. Right, right. right. Yeah. And he's he's back in it. Speaking of getting the liquid out, we do see Guts' little penis for oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of his organs activated at once. Oh, yes. And then cries. Yeah, so. Somehow that's the weird part. And they're a, can- <laughs> a cannibal, a cantaloupe corpse tree. Yeah. The offensive part. Uh, also, um, did you guys notice that there are six toes on the left foot of the? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like one, two, three. Oh, no, funny. Um, no, no, there's, there's only five guys. But uh, I'm gonna trust my notes Very here. Surprised. But uh, but anyway, so um uh, there's already so much like learned behavior and mannerisms in literally like the six or seven panels we've seen Gambino and seen him talk and act. He's like. Oh, something crazy! You know, a girl's doing some, something crazy. A girl is that, that I like is wandering off. Grab her, keep her close. Like that's very foreshadowing. That's just like a basic one, right? He's he's diminishing anything happening that could be considered like emotional or fucked up. He's like, come on, we we have to fucking leave. Like he's just <laughs> you guys like, scared, Sheesh. right? Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's diminishing everyone else's feelings. Uh, he's clearly doing what he sees as being a leader, right? A strong leader. Um, by acting macho and never, you know, and unwavering and and all that shit. So um, we immediately cut to it cuts away. You know, we've kind of fade out from the from the hanging tree. Uh, we get, you know, immediate cut three years later. So guts is well before that real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, you see his pointy ear, too, which we called oh, out yes. on guts earlier. So yes. I don't know what that means, but yeah, a similar. It's... He obviously has a similar look and feel almost yes. to future berserk because as <laughs> uh, he's got that <laughs> yeah. same pointed because yeah you wonder like this is you know this is supposed to take place rough like you know some sort of a alternate europe right this is during the right. hundred years war and uh yeah it we see guts's pointy ear we see gambino's pointy ear Similar. and we also see uh haystack's pointy ear uh, oh, way, you're right. right, right this right. is an art right. style, fellows. Mm. It's an art style. Well, and, hey, we were calling out before. So. Right. <laughs> and I, but I wonder, again, like, what is Miura trying to say? Because we know that, again, anime artists, you can you can go read fucking very boring wikis about, oh, blue hair in characters generally means they have this sort of person. It's like the hair. <laughs> they're from Fire Emblem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hair color <laughs> is very like is almost like Zodiac right. signs for characters. Yeah. Like, oh, can you know, be. Yeah. yeah characters with red hair tend to do this or whatever. Yeah. But um, so I wonder what he's trying to say with this kind of pointy aired <laughs> aired. Oh, my God. Pointy eared <laughs> and pointy haired. Right. I'm not going to call them like a ra- a different race of people. Right. I right, know they're right, not trying right. to be half elves or something like that, but it's interesting because, you know, pointy ears evokes a kind of a- almost animalistic, you know, other kind of, right. you know what I mean? Like Twain. a humanoid would have these pointed ears. Very strange. Right, right, right. P- some people have, you know, kind of kind of pointy ear lobes or the lobe goes into their ear instead of hangs right, or whatever. Right, detached right. or but nobody not, really right. has pointed ears unless they modify their body you know? right L- little uh, fun question for you guys uh yes. what if guts hair color was not black and it was a very anime hair color mm-hmm. what color do you think would match his personality 
Um, wait, if it wasn't black, if it wasn't black, and oh. it had to be like a main character energy kind of shit, you know. Uh, I, I, I feel like it would be black or gray, you know, because gray is a pretty rare character for a like like a dark gray, like the guy from Gungrave, if you ever saw Gungrave or whatever. But no. um, which was kind of inspired by Berserk, but very different. Uh, dude comes back from the dead, and he has a coffin full of guns <laughs> that he gets revenge on the mafia that killed him. Oh wow! But. but uh, I, yeah. I would think it would be like just based off of the essences of color alone, maybe like a smoldering orange or something like like oh. kind of like rep- repressed flames. But he still has like a constant fire burning in him mm. in some way. I don't know. Something like that. I'm trying to but think. You, I need to look it up. What was black Goku? Was it pink? Black his Goku. hair? Yeah. Black. Yeah. Black Goku. Is that what they call that form of him? Was it turquoise or was it pink? I, I don't know. I have it's not like this. Fuchsia. Move, move the move a little. Oh yeah. Oh yes, I've seen that. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. got a magenta pink yeah. fuchsia sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> so like it could be that. that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only well, because this is the, the dark energy, right? But still a good guy and doing right, things, right? right. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, guess, reveal I guess I. I guess I was going very like Western motif of just like yeah, black or gray is more of a or Western. Yeah. I was like going the, what anime color is he? But yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah um that's a good question though that's i never thought of that because it's you know you can't picture him without black hair yeah yeah if he didn't have black hair it would he would almost seem goofier to me you know what i mean so, right he would like, like i this can is just a thought it. experiment yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh also it, it comes in back back in with his baby eyes looking all like really intense like almost mm-hmm. akin to some of the uh, apostles like freakish yes in the, in the you know complete blackness uh, you know, it's a little Sharingan energy. <laughs> right. Yeah, because it cuts to three years later and it's, you know, very fire lit. Um, yeah, he, his eyes look like Bayhay lit eyes in that one kind of, frame, yeah. that one panel um, where it's just his it. eyes. And so he's looking in from the outside of the tent or from the edge of the tent that his mother is in dying from the plague. Uh, and she looks really messed ugh, up. Yeah, yeah, it's like mud has been growing on her. Kind of looking like her old chap Vargas. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah old fella. Or old uh, fella, that's right. Uh, and the nurses are yelling at Guts, like, get the fuck out. You're going to get infected and then you'll be dead too. Uh, which also comes up a lot. There's multiple, I think three times it's like, if you do this, you'll just be dead and it won't matter anyway, Guts, like kind of thing. So I believe Guts um, dot 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 translates to bitch, please. Yeah. <laughs> and he walks up and grabs her hand anyway. Yeah, he does. He completely disobeys. the. And this was like, I did not remember this at all. Because it's again, this is one page of the manga mm. that represents, you know, a three year. Like, this is the one moment that that Miura chose to show of three of actually six years of life between the next page, which is three years after this and his newborn, you know, his birthday, I guess. So, um, is, is his mother dying while holding his hand desperately? And so it's a weird kind of like reverse thing. Like usually see the baby dying in the mother's arms, but it's like the mother dying in her baby child. Yes. Like he's, it's very weird, which, which, which again shows. I mean, I think all of us, you and I were just talking about this the other day, Ryan, but like, a lot of parents in our various close enough generations of parents, uh, lots of like workaholism kind of post boomer parents and a lot of hyper responsibility placed on children that they didn't need to have a lot emotional Mm -hmm. responsibility or, you know, Steve and I grew up a lot probably as more latchkey kids where it was like, Oh, I'll be at work for five hours after you get home from school. So just here's a key and hang out, watch TV. Don't right. anything up or go Call to the secretary house. to let them know you're home. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Hi, may I please speak to us? We got to call him assistance now, now, Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But don't. I like to piss her off. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mrs. Sexretary? What's your kid's name? They sound cute. Oh, God. I I forgot to mention this. It'll be really quick on my how you doing, Joey part. But Sarah and I uh, watch all three episodes of the Jared Fogle documentary, the Subway mm, Guy documentary. That seems rough. I was going to say it. I was saving it, trying to let you finish. But uh, but uh, when you were saying that it's mostly made up of like his actual recording stuff, they they're this lady basically befri- like like emotional befriended him over the years, and they would have conversations. And she was acting as if she was into his growing grossness with sexual stuff. And she would record to bait him to ha- to talk, right, to talk about, about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, it was very dark. It's also a really bad documentary. The editing's mm. terrible. The pacing's terrible. It should have been an hour, 20 minutes max. It would have been awesome at that length. Instead, it's three 45 minute episodes. Right. And it's, it's when I, also heard on a similar note that um, documentary on the 18 and me or whatever the family is that has like 18 Duggars, kids is, 19 is kids. horrific. Yeah. Sarah watched, I think the four episodes of that too. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that is, yeah, she was, t- she gave me a summary of it. Cause I was like, I'm interested, but I don't really want to watch, you know, five hours of this or whatever. And yeah, she gave me the rundown, which was insane. So, Sounded like uh, end of chapter type stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, so we get guts, disobeying authority already too with these nurses saying get away and risking his life to to which is which is interesting because guts yes we see guts in in his adult you know uh uh, era as very disobedient to like the authority the powers that be so that fits but it's not usually to be emotional support for someone it's usually right kill or maybe that's where his innocence died along with her Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think that's why Mira chose. Right. It's, it's almost like this was the last time he ever was emotional support for somebody. Yeah. Right. He follows his gut reaction, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I, I remember the way your, your umbilical cord smelled. The guys were talking about it. And, you know, um, I have but, a piece uh, in my pocket. Right on the tree. <laughs> yeah. um, Mine smelled fine. Well, it's also funny, too, because uh, at this point, because uh, that that actually happens next here at this point on this one page when he's three, he doesn't know. I we I don't think that he knows that she's not his mom. Oh, right? definitely not. He doesn't and know so, that Gambino's not his dad. Exactly. Like, so he doesn't really uh, know what any of those roles are. To be yeah. fair, because if you think about it, normal kids go up, growing up in school will have other friends that say like mom, dad, all that stuff, right? Yes. He literally has no other child in this entire group. Right. It's just dudes right. and like a couple like nurses and stuff, and, and not even any children's tennis rackets. Exactly. Right. right. Not a single one to be found. <laughs> just um, weird copies of Peter Pan. <laughs> oh God. I'll tell that this episode is going to be long, so I'll tell yeah, that story separate story. But remind me to. Um, <laughs> but uh, here's a little teaser. I stole some of my dad's porn, a videotape, and put it in a Peter Pan box and snuck it home in the car with him as he, when he drove me home from his house back to my house. Uh-huh. And, then and we'll leave out, it there. And I found out something <laughs> crazy, and that's for the yeah. next episode. Yeah. But uh, <gasps> uh, anyway, uh, this first few pages of like the first few pages of guts's life literally and figuratively are like enough there's enough big trauma there to mess you up like a normal person up for life like it's like born of a dead person which he might not know literally but he 
your body kind of remembers that kind of shit, you know? And, yeah. and um, I could say, yeah. Uh, your Damon, of course, remembers. Them <laughs> week, uh, you press the wrong controller. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, and then he sees his mother die. He has this dad who's kind of treating him very roughly and harshly and with completely transactional, not even love, but just attention of any kind is completely transactional. There's no unconditional love for Guts, except maybe from Sis, as much as she's allowed to, because we see that Gambino almost has like a slave master uh, role over her in a way. Like she's she's in a cart with the nurses in the beginning. It's almost like the slave cart that Guts sees uh, early on in the the first, you know, or second chapter when he's walking through town uh, to fight the snake man. But um, mm. we cut to three years later. And again, obviously, you guys stop me if you see something and I'm just going on. But uh, three years later again. So Guts, little Guts is six here. And he's in a sick battle too. So he's in he's in battle but he's in kind of a uh, he's in a support role. He's a he's a I don't know a fucking in my era was a, he was a white mage role or he's a healer or he he's buffs. A, he buffs a, yeah, he's a, there we go. He's a buff. He's a, or he's an armorer like one of those uh, gonk droids. He he hands them uh, yes, yeah, the yeah. spears. Yes. Right. Or okay. what's the um the medieval thing where they're uh, the knight's helper squire squire. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good call. Actually, it's a much better uh, <laughs> the toilet uh, warmer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's, he's on, uh, hand Gampino, the spear, duty. <laughs> he hands him the spear way too slowly. Gambino gets pissed a spear, and give me a spear, bashes him in the fucking face and knocks a tooth out, uh, of guts's mouth. And, uh, and we get an immediate cut. There's a big battle going on. We don't really see it from afar. It's very close, um, closely drawn panels here, but, uh, uh, we then cut to kind of a tough love training session with gambino they're they're training with uh two-handed swords um we see more of this transactional love where he's really really training guts as if he would train an adult and guts again is as is six fucking years old at this point yeah also i want to point out like why the fuck is gambino relying on a six-year-old mm-hmm. to hand him a crucial spear that could have him killed if he's it's not handed fast enough. Like, yes. is he that low on manpower? I say no. I yeah. think he's just being an asshole for no reason. I don't think there was any risk of him dying. Well, and I, I think he's just being stupid. Well, and he again, it shows like it's it's this chapter is introducing the 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 very uh, vague possible love like how how to how does gambino actually feel about guts and does gambino even know how he feels about guts because he's been around for six years now and you know like it's almost like he can't help but sort of care about guts but he can't just just like it yeah just like a certain guts we know in the future doesn't want to let himself get very close to him Mm. right um and and or just get really close to anyone because he lives a mercenary's life right it's a very a very dangerous um, you know, literally living or dying by the sword kind of life. Um, I do also like that learning more about medieval Renaissance history, like the, the hundred years war, especially like the second half of it, what there was a huge rise in mercenary armies, um, due to, uh, the German emperor Maximilian, uh, basically single-handedly, um, killing the, um, political power of the knightly class. So knights, he and and this is where all the flowery, um, like uh, dueling and jousting armor comes from. That has become the stereotype of like the Renaissance, and you know people will call it medieval, but it was like the 1500s. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you you see all this shit in museums, and it's parade armor. People go, oh, that was the real armor. It wasn't, but still, he basically almost created a matrix for them for the knights. So instead of having the knights in his fucking political quorums. 
Forum. There you go from Battlestar Galactica. Um, Brain has been tickled. Uh, he would he would have endless tournaments for them to keep them busy, and so that he could just run the fucking country without giving a shit about the knights' votes on anything. And he then would just hire mercenary armies, and then and then a lot of Europe started hiring mercenary armies. The Landsknechts were the were the most famous ones, but. Um, and there were literally times, and it happens later in Berserk, where, uh, or at least the concept of it happens, where, you know, an army of Swiss pikemen won the day for this one army, and then the other, the leader of the other army hires them to fight against the guy that hired them the day before, and because he pays them like three times the amount. Yep. Uh, so shit like that was happening all the time, um, and then and there was a lot of uh, resentment, and that's a huge theme of Berserk moving forward too. Is you get all the foppish politicians and night guys who have uh, actual political status and they fucking hate these mercenary bands who are making a name for themselves and getting any sort of accolade. So it's a huge part of actual history that Miura is putting into the history of this alternate Euro history of, uh, of Berserk. So yeah. Also um, uh, a little thing one of the pages has just so much packed into it. There's, He's holding a cross. Well, it is a fudge factory that he's depicting. He is, yeah. <laughs> Post uh, pre Coca Castle, by the way. <laughs> I will mention <laughs> for those who remember that. Uh, but he's holding a crossbow. He's also been holding a, a lance. Yes. He also holds later a, a, a big sword. Yep. And like this gets me thinking. Like Guts probably learned a lot about this variable fighting style stuff from Gambino directly. Oh, yeah. Like not in his time away. Yeah. As we'll see later, he he kind of just picked up all this initially. Uh, also, when Guts loses a tooth, it, I don't know why. When I read this chapter, I was so much more sad because I was paying way more mm. attention to details. Yeah. Because like think about it. A kid losing his first tooth. And it's like, like a molar. It, it has shit. like the roots in it too. It's like a big tooth. Yeah, which know? those hurt, yes. by the way. Yeah. Like, if y'all don't remember from childhood, that, that yes. really hurt. Uh, and he's losing teeth, not in the, oh, goody, you know, put it under your fucking pillow, brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's mm, he, that's a good uh, point. Yeah, like yeah. He's, he's losing it because his dad kind of yeah. knocked it out Bashed of him his face on the, the battlefield when yeah. he was six. Like, that is a crazy yeah. story. So, and yeah, I mean, Gambino is. Guts's an initial source of pure pragmatism. Like Guts is a being of pure pragmatism. If it works, do it. Do whatever works best. Don't think about it. Just do do the most perfect thing that will make your goals happen in that moment. Right. Mm. And he's learning all this from Gambino, who is an again ultimate pragmatist. He even the way even Gambino like talks about uh battling he's not a very inspiring leader he's like come on get to fucking work we got he's just he's like a boss right. he's just like a fucking a foreman on a job site basically which is funny it is a funny kind of take because i've never really seen them um seen anyone like you know there's lots of mercenary leaders but they don't just go come on work 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 like, right, right, right. like the way yeah, he cheers them on directly, yeah. just do it. Yeah. exactly yeah so uh oh he's wearing some nikes for sure um <laughs> but uh <laughs> Not swoosh, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, he is. Um, is this is where he's training here. Yeah, so yeah. he's training here with the two swords, and he's constantly, constantly showing guts that like love and your existence is purely transactional. And he's saying, if you don't fucking get good, basically, then you're not going to eat. Right? You have to earn your pay. You have to earn your meals. So. 
Uh, and this is where Guts is, is first swinging uh, uh, an adult-sized sword, yep. right? Um, which, it's funny, too, because I didn't really notice that. Like, we've already actually seen him holding a full-size spear. It, yeah. A crossbow is actually pretty heavy, too. Big sla- It's a pretty big slab of metal and, and wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then what was... And then, oh, yeah, and then you said the sword, right? So The daggers. Uh, or, yeah. Yes. Dagger, yeah, well, yeah. Th- we'll see later uh, <laughs> about the daggers. But, but, uh, but yeah, he's, he's training. Uh, he and Gabby are training with just um, two-handed swords. And, uh, you know, they're fighting around, you know, Gambino's beating the shit out of him, but Guts is very determined. He wants to do well. And, uh, and there's a fire in his eyes that we first see and we see it the rest of the series where he's, when he's got that sword in his hand. And so he, he actually, as he's getting, he gets beat up a few times, but then he catches Gambino off guard and slices like his jaw, like the side of his chin and up, up his cheek. And I think this may be intentional, but if you look at the, uh, art of the frame where he's giving that intense stare, notice how one eye is cut off from the page and the oh, only one that's staring at you is his exact eye that is not injured mm. um which of course right now both of them are fine yeah but yeah it's a nice like call oh, forward in a way i did not notice that also uh through this whole like training sequence part like when i read this for the first time i was thinking oh well surely they're using wasters or wooden swords right, right. and then we get to the part where Gambino and Guts are just fucking cutting each other yeah. with these. And I was like, oh, so yeah, a six-year-old who already could just cut himself accidentally yep. from a sword that's probably heavier than he is. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gambino's actually just straight up slashing this guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> I don't I don't think it would be really interesting. Maybe it has now in kind of the post uh Hema group world. I don't know. But uh I don't know if a historical steel blunt sword which were widely primarily used for training purposes in the european world like so there were swords specifically made to handle like sharps but they were blunt for the most part they were they would be sharp on the end you could still um draw blood and really hurt people but and they're like the swords that we train with uh now ryan and i but um but the you only ever see wooden swords which are usually really shown as toy swords um, but the British especially had used a lot of, you know, wooden swords, but they, it was for when people were younger and learning later in the Renaissance early on, they would just train with them, you know, cut a piece of wood from a tree and, and, uh, cut it into a shape and do it. And that's why it was called a waster. You could just toss it afterwards or, or if it broke. Um, mm. but I don't know if I've ever seen actual, uh, what the Germans would call fetterschwert. So feather swords, soft edge swords in any media at all. Like mm. I, I remember, uh, John Snow in game of Thrones, referring to uh he's like i haven't used a training sword since i was 10 or something like that like as he's training his um his crows when he becomes the leader yeah, of the, yeah. the night's watch or whatever the night's watch the night watch yeah. is that what it's called Fuck. No, i think it's called? just the watch the watch sorry yeah right um, or no i think you're right um, but um it's been a while uh, i think yeah. it was watchman yeah <laughs> he's training dr manhattan yeah, Luger, yeah. ligman <laughs> Also, uh, but I think it's really interesting how the other members of Gambino's crew are all actually really like saying, hey, Gambino, what the fuck, man? Yeah, chill like, out, bro. Chill out on this kid. Like since the start, even like yeah. the when when Guts was under the tree, they're like, hey, like, you just what are you going to do with that kid? Like they're mm-hmm. all interested when he's growing up. He's like, Gambino, stop kicking his ass so yeah. much. Um, and uh, he never listens, of course. I forgot too. I, the 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 uh, or no, I think that's after here. Never mind. I'm skipping ahead. So, um. So yeah, uh, he we we see Guts get his signature uh, bridge of his nose scar here from Gambino, 
because Gambino was fucking pissed that he got uh, an attack in on him that he got past his guard. So yeah, a little, um, little sword thing here too. If you notice, he's actually swiping to his uh, right here yeah. with his grip in kind of a weird way. He's not actually doing a normal slash. Yeah. It looks like uh, it was just kind of down, like naturally kind of hanging there, the sword. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, guts like pisses him off and he just flicks it yes like that flick meaning guts had like no fucking time to react and like it's just it's just straight up a a bitch move you know honestly yeah (laughs) basically like sucker cut him yeah yeah like you you aren't giving him a chance to like properly honorably fight you just fucking flick it and then his nose is now really injured yes yeah cut down to the bone um and uh and you know his men are are criticizing gambino and he's just and he kind of smiles though and he's like (laughs) I pushed him a little too far, maybe or whatever. Um, oh well, this and this is actually going to be my favorite quote of the thing, where he says, "That was a bit childish, Probably, wasn't it, yeah. Gambino, oh. sir?" <laughs> like, Stupid, you know, uh, childish Gambino. <laughs> Come on, let's st- go watch Community. <laughs> um, I'm going to go dance with my shirt off. Right. <laughs> uh, so guts is trying to sleep. Uh, the night away, uh, the night of his injury. He's, you know, he's bandaged his bandage up because he also got, um, you know, minor little cuts from Gambino on his like arm and arm, chest and shoulders. Whatever, right? yep. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so he's bandaged up and, you know, we, we get kind of our first child guts uh, internal monologue where he's like, ah, oh, my face is on fire. I can't fucking breathe. My sinuses are filled with blood. I'm, you know, swollen, whatever. Um, and, uh, how he does he hears... even know all these words? He's like six. Yeah. <laughs> and he's hearing, the men outside talk, talk about a sub talk about him. And it's something that will be repeated quite a bit in this chapter, which is that they're like, God, this fucking kid, like, Oh, why do we keep him around? He's, I know I, I, we told Gambino, he's a bad omen. They keep saying he's a bad omen. Yep. And it is funny because guts future will literally be uh, him being bait every night for evil entities to come into the world so um and his whole life is gonna be fucking rough uh you know because of it so um uh and then he grabs his big old sword yes yeah and kind of snuggles the metal sword not his donger which is probably (laughs) pretty big also unsheathed based on that baby size yes yes he he grabs his sword as a security blanket and or like a body pillow basically yeah and puts himself into a fetal position with, you know, one leg and one arm each on either side. And he's, he's cuddling with his sword. It's a really, it's a really fucking sad image, which I really haven't also ever seen in media. And I would assume that if I did, it would be post, you know, 1990 or whatever this was first published and would be, you know, either, you know, parallel thought or, uh, which can't happen, you know, 33 years apart, but, um, or would have been inspired by this. Right. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty, intense image it's also the blankets or whatever he's in are very otherworldly like it's it's almost like inner like electric power is going into him when he's hugging his sword or yeah, something the, the like reverse that. lighting effect here yeah. where it looks like you know just the blackness around him is the blanket and then yes, yeah. yeah it's wow uh very very much like a void's cape or his own black cape in the future or something he's the little spark of light in the darkness um let's see here i push back up here we go so um we cut to him cutting uh yes doing his his classic uh practice of a hundred sword strikes now we don't know if he only does vertical cuts like he's doing here but that is primarily the one that we see throughout the series and in the anime yeah and so he's doing a hundred cuts 
He's getting he's getting a workout in. Um, sword report here already. I'm going to say it right now. Uh, whether I've seen it in the anime, in episodes or uh, uh, chapters of the manga or whatever, uh, when he's doing this workout, he never steps when he strikes. He just he just does. He's using it as like a combination of purely physical workout like exercise oh yeah it's purely physical because when um, in if you watch the movies as well mm-hmm. it shows him literally doing the action yes yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. and it's straight up his whole body is completely rigid it's yeah. only an arm workout like right. he's just going up down exactly up, down, yeah. that's it yeah so yeah which is to be fair he probably needs an arm worked out workout to even hold the sword because he's six years old true yeah but, you're right uh, but yeah it's it's not quite good for, you know, actual form. You would always want to practice how you fight. But, uh, but you know, I mean, kudos to a practice six Practice makes permanent. Yeah. That's what that is. Right. And so you don't want to, you don't want to practice. Right. Have bad practice. Moving while you're John there. practice, huh? From, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Last action hero. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was like, I hadn't seen that for a long time. And then we watched it a few years ago because it was an action voice movie. And I was just like all the women in the police station are like scantily dressed in like well, yeah, yeah. weird shit. Yeah. Like, it's oh. the movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, you never noticed that before. I mean, like, I think I saw that in uh, the, at the drive-in with Pino with Gampino back in the day. <laughs> um, and for some reason, like I remember the movies we saw, but not the movies themselves. Like we saw Leprechaun in the drive-in oh, as geez. well, but I like couldn't tell you a second of that movie. Oh, and cause I own last action here and watch that a bunch. Oh, wow. It was, I mean, it was fine. Whatever. It was, it was, it was a big bomb, but, uh, but it, it was, it was like Arnold's first bomb actually like ever. Right. Right. Movie. Right. So Damien Damien Robin Robin Quiver still stand by it. Oh yeah. He has a very Arnold kind of look here too. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so this, uh, again, skipping ahead and we'll get more into detail later, but yeah, this was my favorite line, uh, was guts internal monologue saying when I'm swinging this sword, I don't have to think about. And that really becomes, his mantra, it was mantra plus yantra equals tantra. Uh, that becomes his mantra, but also a very sad statement because he already is like reacting to his own fucked up life and trauma that he's experienced, right? Like he's he's found something that makes it that gives him a sense of strength and security and you know and skill, right? Like it's like, oh, I actually can do something, or maybe I'm kind of good at something and motivates you to 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 work at something and you know, Ooh. whatever. But, um, what were we going to say? Oh no, nothing. I actually, I was just kind of staring into Gambino's eyes real quick. <laughs> uh, no, there's, there's Man, a frame. Beautiful. The chicks always tell me all the time. You know. <laughs> it's a, all the mortadella. There's a frame of him throwing the, the clamshell thing at guts. And I get, I can't help but think of that. Like classic Eminem meme thing where he just has his hand outstretched and people just edit a bunch of stuff that he's like theoretically oh, throwing yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like a little like mouse or something yeah. or like whatever uh, but uh, yeah anyway sorry. Uh, no it's fine it's and so, in weird ways um so yeah gambino interrupts his his little you know post workout meditation here and he uh and yeah some post workout medication here <laughs> oh yeah he whoa. throws him throws him this this you know little seashell with you know some sort of like salve or something like that um to put on his nose maybe to help infection or heal or scarring or something or pain i don't know guts is left to have to rub it on himself and he and he he begrudgingly says thank you he opens the seashell and it's just crushed up puck ass (laughs) (laughs) puck butt dust puck butt say that five times seashells seashells Uh, seashells (laughs) butt butt um 
and obviously his wound still really hurts because he's you know rubbing it on there and it's painful it says thank you to gambino it's some puro yeah. and i can't this was interesting i wanted to talk to you guys about it the little whatever i don't know what they call like the explosive text bubble that happens where it says yeah. i feel like it's like action word like right. text bubble but i'm like is that that sounds too mature for guts to be thinking that where it's like, perhaps it was only for his own self, whatever, like whatever, like a narrator. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that one. No, yes. that's yeah. Be, you have for that one. You have to pay attention to the outline, which is hazy. Right. And right. that's always like it's breaking through yeah. like the fourth wall kind of, but the, but again, is that, is that like Steve said, just a, the narrator, which we don't really ever have a lot except for very it's, specific. Times, it's definitely or? the narrator because yeah. you actually see guts's um, like thoughts yeah. and they're either just straight up words on the page with no text bubble or right. little like thought bubbles in certain. Scenes. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting so. because it's like in terms of just writing and stuff, I'm like, it's in, it's intriguing where it's like who is this narrator? You know what? Actually, I just thought of this. What if this is future guts remembering what he remembers from this? And is, that's that's putting his right. own like yeah. That's what I, that. I I theorize, but there's no um they haven't established yeah they they're, they haven't established that this is going to be the format right where yeah. like guts is breaking through guts isn't although, narrating this, but yeah. although I guess it probably is the same as the little side flashback that we had last chapter, you know, where, where you where it is guts saying, yeah, back then when I saw Griffith, I looked oh, up to him yes, and, you know, yada, yes. yada, yada or something. It's his so. take on the situation right. now, but, but it's just, like, this is just like the one time it's in this whole chapter, yeah, which yeah. is just kind of funny, but, um, uh, cuts again to three years later, we get some, uh, awesome oh, battlefield yeah. art here. So we get a huge, drone shot heli you know former heli nay helicopter shot kobe shot we should say um covet shot and uh, <laughs> widespread two pagers so yes. many of those in this chapter i yes. love it I very love it's, it. it's it's a very sophisticated where's waldo-esque kind of perspective <laughs> soldier with a hat yes. soldier with a hat soldier with a hat waldo man with bladder <laughs> there's berserk <laughs> two bladders <laughs> which you can see from uh, 10 miles above the <laughs> battlefield for some reason. Um, but uh, there's a pool under him. That's the golden shower. arc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool art. There's fucking like smoke and dust. And, you know, so you're, Cannons you're going it's, on. Yeah, there's can there's firearms, things like that going off. And um, uh, guts is in his first actual battlefield fight where he is fighting. Obviously he's been on the battlefield before, but like again, Steve calling out like more in a squire esque role. Yeah. Now he is I'm not going to say fully armored because he's not in a full harness. But he's in a rugby getup. Ex yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it is a funny like football of. rugby, American <laughs> football rugby style shoulder pads, um, kind Weird of a karate helmet. Yeah, like it's interesting because like I, I, you know, I only spent a few minutes looking for the guy he stabs is in a classic like French bassinet, the kind of um, uh, bird beaked looking helmet. Those were all over the place, but uh, I don't know if I've ever seen his style helmet before. It's it's almost as if it's a portion of a helmet, like, right, right, right. As if the, the the top part has been popped off and used for one of his more adult com contemporaries. Yeah, because it's got like rivets adult that aren't riveting to anything unless there's an inner band. Exactly. Yes. Right. So yeah, it's like so, popped no, it's, off. It's like the Naruto. Top. They have the metal on the headband. <laughs> it's stapled in there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, staple. I was gonna say also rivets. <laughs> Not known for. Hey, hey you never been on a jab site before, Ryan? Come here. 
It's a the one riveting. that I made out of blue paper. <laughs> I had a staple. Ooh, um, these are metal. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he has like this partial helmet, no top of his head protection, but a uh, good forehead and chin protection, I would say. Yeah. Uh, obviously, excellent visibility with a uh, with a helmet like that. Um, but yeah, the, these are like leftovers that he's been given. Same with his adult sword, right? It was just you know someone else's sword probably gave it to him, and now it's his most precious uh, possession. So we, we get a really good close up shot too on on his uh, scar on his nose too. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is, yeah. It's I mean it's it's crazy that no matter the thousands thousands and thousands of panels that guts is is drawn in you know the the entirety of berserk his his scar is always prominently there like it is a deep scar on his nose yep and it's like always this reminder of gambino and the, and sometimes you forget to remember where that scar is from because as the series goes on he gets just again thousands of fucking scars on his body and stuff like yeah, that but from crazier stuff yes but still. um but uh but yeah that scar will be there forever um and uh and we we also get uh guts's first you know fucking dead ass serious face his battle his goblin mode face you know as uh yeah um well i guess probably his more like ah screaming attacks would be more goblin mode but um but this <laughs> is this is his dead ass face his skull emoji face dead ass uh and uh dead does anyone ass. do dead ass with the skull and a peach for dead ass or anything <laughs> no i don't they think could. so but <laughs> yeah I just do it with the skull and a dong right. or the, <laughs> the eggplant. Egg yeah. yeah. Parmigiana. Um, but uh, yeah, so, uh, and I also love, you know, you could go on with, you know, there, there's a lot of, of um, subtext in what Gambino says here. You know, you could argue just whatever. He's a mercenary and he says to start the battle, he says, let's make some money yeah. <laughs> and they roll out. <laughs> let's um, make some noise. Like, like the Autobots, <laughs> but it's just so, it's so crazy. Like you could have a whole, capitalist uh motif discussion about him saying this where it's like oh like like to make money aggressively like this is going to result in other people being hurt right someone has to lose for you to yeah, win our corporations battling right exactly yeah and so and then just the the way that that gambino is even uh covering up that he's about to murder people and hopefully not get murdered himself and just sees that again, let's make some money. So it's, it's this emotional, um, you know, wall or barrier that he's putting up, you know, and, uh, and, and I, it's, it's not even something I think he's aware of because clearly Gambino had a father that was worse than Gambino. <laughs> if, if Gambino has any redeeming qualities, his own dad probably did not. Right. Um, mm. or maybe he didn't have a dad who knows, but, um, uh, yeah, we, this, this is his, his, uh, way of just, inspiring his men it's all about it's all about the benjamins back then and and um uh i couldn't think of a historical benjamin name other than franklin <laughs> but um, historical button. thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say yeah it's a buttons and he's getting Work, younger i guess so by this uh, day and age or no kidding uh, yeah younger a little, little <laughs> historical thing here so you were talking about the the type of helmet that the dude has when guts you know stabs him the with the pointed ads. nose yeah uh how would someone like if they didn't go for under the helmet like mm. how would someone go about like actually trying to injure someone's head like with, with that kind of helmet because yeah. it has a very weird shape to it like, yeah yeah other than obviously well if you just hit the eye hole I mean, of like, course yeah you know. i mean you would have to be insanely fucking precise with a dagger or something like that right a rondell dagger or something but uh i feel like you full, would, you'd probably try and just stun them by like whacking it against the head to like Full, open them yeah, up a little bit maybe full harness uh is 
you are better served in full harness to a grapple, but you don't always want to be that close, right? Because Guts doesn't really have a whole lot of anything on him except no. for leather shit, right? And that yeah. guy has chain well, He's got man. that con piece again. He's got, yeah. Oh, he's got, well. <laughs> yeah, these guys are in full plate armor. Slashing, <laughs> slashing with bladed weapons is now basically negated. Yeah. But pull weapons and especially pull axes and pull hammers that have some sort of blunted hammer side um, or a flail or a mace or something that we see in just a little bit, those can literally make um, a, a person so stunned that they're nauseous and vomit and everything because it, it, it kind of rings your bell throughout all of your, your armor. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a, there's a documentary that was on PBS on Nova back in the day called medieval fight book. And it is about the German fighting master Hans Talhofer uh, the guy that runs Ryan and Mai's uh, organization, the ARMA, the Association for Renaissance Martial Arts, he and the former deputy director, who was a SWAT cop back then, they were doing all sorts of, um, you know, uh, different types of sparring, uh, unrehearsed fighting with different types of weaponry and historical weird, like dueling weapons that get really funky back in the Renaissance, like crazy shield that looked like they were designed by like Dr. Seuss and shit with spikes and all this weird shit. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. but, uh, but there is a, um, a really cool segment in that again, medieval fight book. You can find it on YouTube for free. Um, where John is fully in what would be street clothes back in the, you know, 1400s, 1450s, I think. Ralph and, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Hill, Tommy, uh, the Tommy, the Hill figure, the third. Um, but, uh, uh, and then, uh, Aaron Pinnenberg, the former deputy director, he is in full, historically made plate armor and it's not quite a bassinet but it's similar it's it's an open-faced one but um but anyway john uh does he turns his two-handed his long sword uh he grabs it by the blade which was a historical thing uh pinching the blade on the flat so you're not cutting yourself and he does what the germans would call a mortschlag a death strike which is funny because all strikes of the sword could be a death strike but he basically uses his sword as a pole axe or pole hammer and he bashes Aaron on the head. He binds with him to deflect uh, one of Aaron's strikes with his sword and uh, bashes Aaron on the head. Aaron fights for another couple seconds and then he drops to the ground and he's never experienced it before because they're going full out. And he's never been fighting with, you know, full plate armor and got a full full strike of a pommel of a sword to the head. So really interesting, just scientific understanding of what can happen when getting hit with uh, a hammer and a, and a, a long sword pommel is very much a lesser um there's going to be a lot less force delivered uh because you know your handle as it were is the blade right which can flex and stuff yeah compared to an actual pole hammer which is a a piece of hardwood with a you know bolted there is no flex <laughs> it is uh, it's not even a weird flex okay <laughs> but but when you're bashed there are there are puncture wounds um that actually go through plate armor where you will have a spiked hammer of some kind Yes. Um, even dueling long swords made for full armor fighting uh, were pretty blunted on the edges. They were sharp enough, but they were pretty blunted on the edges and were very thick so that you could use them like a spear, basically. And then the cross guard would be spiked um, so you can fucking bash and maybe even puncture through plate armor. So um, anyway, there's your little your little sword report. We can maybe skip that later. But yeah. Um, and and uh, if you look at Guts's sword, which is, of course, supposed to be reminiscent of his later swords as yes. well unfortunately doesn't really have much of a cross which is the thing that protects yeah, your yeah. hands or like is near the hands which means he's gonna have a harder time at doing that sort of like bashing motion yeah, because yeah. his sword's just a fickle like viking looking thing 
and also um, the look of Gambino's mercenaries, which we don't, I think, know the name of yet of their of their band, but the band of the Squawk. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have a pretty like they have a pretty good mix of of medieval Renaissance style stuff, but Gambino himself, it has a very Roman kind of yeah. like gladiator like like look to him. As um, some of his uh, ex girlfriend's hair on the top. <laughs> yes, this is hair up there. Um, yep. But uh, but yeah, it's like a weird mod. And his sword is kind of a weird. His sword actually looks a lot like a bigger version of Casca's sword later on. Um, and and I've never seen a sword like Guts's because his sword is like a massive version of like a Viking Norman sword that you know had a smaller cross. Yeah, it's and very like, wide, but, though, for yeah, some reason. Yeah. But, but those swords were one-handed swords, which were much shorter and much less flexible. So, which, but it's, to be fair, it may actually be a one-handed sword, but Guts is so small right now. True. Right? Yeah, maybe like, for It's a, hard to tell. For a huge man. But, yeah. um, uh, so, anyway, he, um, he, he, his little thin football helmet is, or what did you say, his karate, <laughs> his <Yeah>. sparring <laughs> helmet. It really looks like uh, that. Uh, God, I remember the feel of those fucking when I was in karate. <laughs> but, um, uh, and it karate like as a kid, bucks. Yeah. karate kid. <laughs> right, anyway. uh, but yeah, he gets saved from a thrust uh, with a sword to the forehead by his little helmet. As he's once again, as he's like falling backwards, he stabs the guy uh, right in between his cuirass, so his chest piece and his helmet into his throat. A lot of throat stabs this uh, this uh, chapter, which I appreciate. Uh, he immediately he's he's like, he's like takes a split second to be like, oh shit, I actually killed him, and didn't die myself. So he gets his first battlefield kill. Immediately gets bashed in the back with a, a kind of a flail, your classic like Morning Star flail mace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though a Morning Star in history was Lucifer. at the end was just the ball spike part. Um, they were on chains, but the chains were usually at the end of a really long polearm, not a little one-handed flail. They did exist, but they weren't very common. But usually they were more common as torture devices, not as battlefield things. But And now um, more common as a vegetarian meat <laughs> alternative. <laughs> Morning Star. Morning Star oh, sausage. Yeah. <laughs> Actually uh, pretty decent. Here's a Boca Star that I had to. <laughs> yeah, wasn't Boca a brand? Boca yeah, Boca. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I've had those. Those yeah. are good. Boca Raton. <laughs> um, Del Boco Visto. Boca Raton. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Starbuck? Oh, <laughs> I know. With bad uh, plastic surgery now. Oh, uh, anyway, so um, then we, Gambino yeah. immediately saves him, thankfully. He stabs this huge brute. It's like it's also gets his first monstrous humanoid brute, you know, uh, knight. And uh, this chapter. Yes, exactly. This Unfortunately. Is like, this is the um, uh, the introduction of the the huge the huge brute um we his, get in, his we get in, super weird looking it's very too. strange yeah. yeah yeah the the brute guys have much more fantastical armor on to yeah. it, but but also to then evoke the the almost magical nature of right. these well, it's, a, it's like a blitzkrieg style right where it's just yes, the shock so and all like that fear of just like you're gonna cower and mm-hmm. like like before Peter they even do anything right right yeah. like like the um like the you know the battering rams and shit and cannons back in the like early renaissance days when that shit was just getting made like it really was like fucking uh what is it grog or something in lord of the rings the big wolf-headed battering ram that the right right Uruk just to intimidate had. yeah exactly a total it's a it's a total fear factor just minus joe rogan because he wasn't born yet yeah, you know, yeah. so they did eat weird stuff though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they probably had bugs and shit yeah um fucking lizard dicks and things like that but um <laughs> Um, gosh, Pino used to call me that all the time. <laughs> 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 what? 
here's an extra scoop lizard thick yeah um which i guess meant it was dry or something yeah it was just for you lotion on it it's all curly. You got a lizard dick, Joe, because it's got scale. Because <laughs> it does push-ups in the sun. Yeah. Wait, uh, that doesn't make sense. Shit, uh, push-ups like uh, tenacious D. Um, so uh, stabs this guy through the throat from back to front. Too, he wipes he wipes his neck back to front, and battles over soldiers. And it's so crazy, like you don't even get to see like a victory. Or anything. This is very much like a, a a montage almost, or like a slideshow of Guts's early life. So. Um, they're lining up all to get their pay um, from a little a little squat man uh, with glasses on, and Guts gets his bag of coins. Immediately goes to Gambino. I mean, I guess this was the deal, right? But immediately goes to Gambino. Clearly trained to do this, and um, he's like, "Here, Gambino," you know, and and Gambino grabs. It. He's like, "Oh, nice work," or whatever, and he says, "Keep it up." He flips him a single coin out of this whole bag. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that. This, this, may I have another? Yeah, this is how Guts is earning his food, his three meals a day or whatever. But uh, I, I feel like it's maybe not spent on his food. I feel like this is just specifically, hey, this is for you, Guts. Because I feel like right, right. he's earning his food in the, uh, just by right. doing the shit. General. Yeah. 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 I think this coin is like, hey, this is a gift to you, Guts. Right. Yeah, you've well, done so our much. De- our yeah. deal is uh, 99-1. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Get, you get to yeah. keep one, I keep the rest, right? Uh, and I'm sure Gambino and some you know side story would have would have been like hey i'm doing all your training i'm giving you all your you got to pay for your fucking armor you got to pay for your sword like all that kind of shit because that is how how cell swords work if they don't have their own shit you got to buy it you know from the shit that they grab off of their their uh, uh fallen enemies but um um but yeah we get this like this glory shot of gambino you know walking away but turning around keep it up like this encouraging smile uh, you know this life changing uh, moment for guts and to inspire him and then then oh then we get first appearance of the big beautiful you know chocolate skinned hunk of a man who we've alluded to many times before uh donovan donovan donnie the van comes in and uh uh approaches gambino silently gambino goes you know turns around and is like uh can i do something for you donovan after he has just gotten his um you know bag of coins from guts i want the vine boom sound effect when <laughs> just gambino's frame is like what do you want donovan <laughs> that Don- that donovan panel where we first see him <laughs> is very memed as well so yep. again i did not remember this happening this quickly i thought there was much more early childhood i thought guts there was battling, like one you know, more but, chapter yeah, between yeah. this but it's like right off the bat yeah the deluxe edition ends with this horrible moment but the beginning of the sort because it it continues in the next chapter we're gonna have a, a really unfortunately um, yeah. a fun opener next time but uh yeah. but yeah donovan approaches him we don't know what happens after that after gambino says hey can i do something for you and we never even seen donovan before also Interesting that Donovan also missing his right eye or has an injured kind of darker, you know, whatever, a no pupil white eye with some scar on there. Um, a lot of right eyes missing, but, um, uh, and, and I'm like, oh, and, and sorry, I'm going to, I'll, I'll come back to the eye thing in a little bit, but cause we're almost done here, but, um, we cut to guts who is shivering in his tent and he says, every time it gets to this time of night, I can't stop shaking. Now, Guts has not been traumatized in a way that only moments from now he's going to be traumatized. So you can't say that it's that kind of thing. But it, I'm like, is this a 
um, foreshadowing of his future of nighttime always bringing yeah, the darkness, danger. Yeah. evoking yeah. evil yeah. to show up and seek him out. Right. right. As, as, as if he's on that thread of causality, like he's already, right. you know, experiencing his future almost in some way, like his mind somehow knows his daemon knows his own <laughs> future. So, um, but yeah, so he's like, he's like, can't stop shaking. Um, and also I was like, put more blanket on or something, bro. <laughs> but it's, it's not really, it doesn't seem to be about him being cold. He no, just no, no. Can't. It's definitely a fear, anxiety, something. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, let's not forget, he just fucking killed dudes in yeah, his first oh, yeah, battle. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know, before it might have been shaking because he's, you know, hearing all these things about himself, like from the other nights. Uh, now yeah, it's like, oh, true. he's killed somebody. And oh, and his mom died in the middle of the night, died, too. You know, all, nighttime is associated with a lot of bad things yeah, for him. Yeah. And, and will be forever. Now more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So here... Here is this chapter's pièce de résistance because guts does try to resist, and we end on a cliffhanger. Uh, I mean, it's not much of a cliffhanger, but Donovan, his, his huge form enters the tent, um, and 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 I remember the first time reading this, I was like, no, 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 this is not hap- This is not what comics are supposed to be. Like whatever, because uh, you do not you do not experience this really in the anime. I don't think. Um, no, I think they cut, show... they cut this whole piece of trauma out, I believe. And so when you're reading the manga, you're like, holy shit, this is the, the full trucker effect as, uh, but they leave out, yeah, they uh, leave out some important stuff. It's, you know, terrifying stuff, but it's yes. really important. It is essential. Character. Yeah. It's a, well, no, sorry. The 97 anime does did, did have, have it? it has a rape, but like, I don't think it's Donovan. I think it's just like a, another random dude, um, in there. I can't remember, but, uh, I, it uh, might be Donovan. I don't know. I, don't know. It, I, I just remember. I know it doesn't show anything. Right. It's like it's so it's like so implied yeah, and nothing yeah. else happens. It's but. also I mean we could I mean guy we can talk about the inherent xenophobia of Japanese people. They're very scared of foreigners in general. I mean I mean culturally they were their whole culture was traumatized and forced into progressing by western europeans right they like literally threatened them at cannon point and said open up your fucking the walls of your city and let us trade with you or we're going to war and we're going to fucking wipe you out and so you know before they had plate armor anything like that so um but like the their fear of foreigners i mean you can argue that like donovan's kind of a racist depiction of (laughs) a classic criminal underhanded black man um i mean you can't really argue it it's pretty true you know it's a pretty fucked up depiction but uh, you have to understand doesn't make it right, but it's the, the xenophobia of the Japanese is a, is still a big deal. And so they're, they're not, you know, fucking Ku Klux Klan racist. They don't want to kill anyone. Yeah, this is an attack on Titan level racism. <laughs> right. This is, this is <laughs> oh, just boy. a, this is a general mistrust of other cultures and you have to really earn their trust. Right. So, uh, and even to a certain extent to this day, but they're also a culture of being polite. So they're never going to like call you out, you know, for it. Um, there's just, there's very subtle under the radar things that happen, but anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, Donovan enters, he is grabbing at guts. It's not looking good for guts as guts tries to reach for his sword, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, it's like kind of smacked away or guts grabs his arm first and we end. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs berserk's arm first. Yes, exactly. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> uh, Ends him down. He can't get away. Yes. Yeah. And, and also a little side note about him reaching for his own sword. Uh, you might think, oh, well, he's trying to defend himself, but 
I think also it's like his comfort blanket as like, you know, little kid. Right, like it's right. it's his thing that brings him, you know, the most safety and comfort in this yes. life so far. So, Meanwhile, yeah, Donovan wants to make his tent a comfort. Oh <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a different sword. On, put some pillows on the ground, stack them up here. Uh, and I but, also uh, like okay for those of you who have the deluxe edition or know about it, I like how the last page is oh. just fucking. <laughs> High gloss, high gloss, like the most high quality, and it's just the scene of Donovan doing that. And was just like, "What the?" Yes, Donovan basically grabbing Guts's arm, uh, pinning his back with his knee, or starting to, um, and an implied terrible, you know, ending. It also, it also looks like he's doing uh, Blanca from Street Fighter Two and Beyond's like electric spinning move. (laughs) Okay, I thought like Sonic when I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yes, I can (laughs) see that (laughs) dude. That's better. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it ends, it ends with, yeah, I mean, uh, the, it's, it's insane to like, I'm, I'm thinking back to the, that 2020, uh, finally recently translated interview with Kentaro Miura at that, that Berserk Expo. And he's like, at this point in his career, he's like the first few years I was doing this, he's like, should people be enjoying what I'm doing? <laughs> like he was right, like right. talking about how fucked up the stuff and dark and dark, how, I mean, he put the dark in dark fantasy for sure. Um, there's dark fantasy, dark and dark chocolate. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this like imagine like you know the 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 comics that Americans were used to at the time is you know again it's not the fucking fifties or whatever, but ultimately it was still the superhero. Will our intrepid you know heroes be uh, you know dastardly defeated by the the Sinister Six in the next chapter? You know what I mean? It's like all the cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) cliffhanger shit. Oh, you've seen the 60s Batman, but you haven't seen fucking Wayne's World, Ryan? Come on. <laughs> get your priorities straight. Um, but uh, <laughs> Donovan, that boy's a little young for you, old chum, don't you think? <laughs> a little uh, childish. <laughs> Batman, Donovan. come on, help me out here. <laughs> this really hurts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, and then this cliffhanger is, will the main character as a child be fucking raped by an adult? This kid's nine years old, you know, so um and sadly spoiler alert he does but we don't find that out until the next chapter but uh we don't see it depicted which we do it's i mean it's not it's not as graphic as it could be because if it was but it was but if it was any more graphic as how it's depicted it would have to be like rated x like it would be porn right but yeah um, it gets very close yes uh, yes yeah but, yeah berserk does a really berserk uh yeah sorry yeah because it got it is drawing yeah. the story no berserk as a comic does a lot of shadow penetration where where you'll see penetration happening and it's more than implied like it it'll imply it from far away but then it like closes in on the scene of what's that like the goat god in the previous uh couple chapters yep. right like the goat statue um being used as a, a sibian Eda, basically. the but, horse is here yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah so this is just like i mean th- this chapter you could argue that this chapter is actually darker than anything that's come before this because and nobody comes before donovan baby <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh even though all that stuff was horrific like but it was all supernatural mostly supernatural horrific there was there was orgies and rapes and killing happened too but People aren't um, the audience isn't necessarily connecting on a human level right. as much because it's like, well, giant snake man, you know, drinking baby blood. I right. don't know. That's exactly. a, that's a little bit. But then like this happens, you're yeah. like, oh, my gosh, yeah. this is terrible. Right. We've been we've been with the main character for hundreds of pages now. 
and this these kind of stakes are not usually this high for the main character. The main character is the superhero who has the special powers and is the destiny to yeah. to win the bad guys. And so uh, the dark origin story, right? And, the sad. And, and yeah. Again, there's not much known about Kentaro Miura's private life. I'm not saying that you know to write about child rape in a horrible war torn time didn't happen. You like would require. I'm gonna come. Would require you to have been assaulted like that, but it makes you <laughs> assaulted. But sorry, uh, <laughs> but it does make you wonder. This whole series makes you really wonder: What did this guy go through, or is he just hyper creative and channeling so much darkness about the human experience? You know what I mean. So, um, and clearly, he's a lover of like you know, a lover of fantasy novels and things too. But we never really know. Other than other than his fellow friends manga art we don't know that much about like what Mira was into as a kid or like what genres or artists he like we like we just know he went to art school and made friends with some other well-known you know manga artists at the time but manga cop but uh some of this stuff could have emerged from his it could yeah from his name um but uh uh but yeah that that's the end of the chapter Uh, we have some segments here we have a new segment as created by ryan but that's in a couple couple sections here but yeah so uh favorite line right so each of us brings a favorite line i think ryan you talked about yours but it was feel- a bit childish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um feel free to talk about more depth there if you want but that i was a bit but, it can also Bond. just be funny <laughs> yeah. too yeah a goof um, but uh, no, I, I like that one I, this this chapter because i reading it again it was much sadder for me this time i kind of tried to look for just something funny because i'm like mm. you know it there's a little balance here yeah yeah yeah, like originally when I read this, I viewed it as very much so as like a historical documenting of, hey, this is what happened to Guts. Like, yeah. I know it's going to be fucked up. I've heard, you know, from other people who've read the series, hey, you know, some really fucked up shit happens to him when he's, you know, a kid. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I came in knowing that was going to happen. I didn't know how bad it was going to be. But yeah, this it was much sadder because I was just looking at the little nuances of, of like, you know, his tooth coming out. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, uh, a lot of that stuff. But Childish Gambino. There you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's mine. Um, yeah, like what, uh, like I said before, mine was uh, Guts's, you know, oh, I'm swinging the sword. I don't have to think about anything. But it's it's sad because as someone who pursued uh, the very, very young childhood wannabe, I want to be Link from Zelda. I want to be, <laughs> you know, Cecil from <laughs> Final Fantasy IV. I want to be all these, all these hero characters. Um, you know, and at the time there wasn't as many like gun games and stuff but um guns have always bored me but um uh even though i love shooters don't at me shooters are very fun but guns in real life uh bore me a lot um and uh and that's believe me that's wrapped up in maybe my dad liking guns and thinking guns are the greatest thing and i wanted to hate the things that he liked so uh but i was just a big fucking nerd I was, mm. like steve knows we had those fucking nerf the nerf fencing foils Ooh, um where right. you would pop out the uh the little flaps on you would win by popping out the flaps on the um the hilt right the, the right, particular right. hilt they had that's um, cool i haven't heard of those yeah yeah laura and i my sister and i would fucking play with those all the time they had the they had the nerf bow and arrow that actually worked mm-hmm. pretty well which was rad um and uh, and you know i was obsessed with all all things all martial arts whether armed or unarmed right ninja turtles and fucking you know again medieval fantasy renaissance video games uh ad infinitum karate kid whatever the fuck it was so when I fulfilled my dream of finding a place, it's like, I just want to see how these people actually did it and not how dumb movies or P- 
people doing basically katas, you know, like you know, little little sword forms and shit, like in my kung fu days. Uh, I didn't want to do that shit, and uh, I even took kenjutsu classes for about four or five months, which is katana stuff. But even then, it was all about the fucking. You got to fold your fucking skirt this way. You have to draw this, and I'm like, can I just spar with people and figure this out and be well, be taught how to do the things, but then actually train with people, right? And so. But so when I think of, I think the same thing as guts. So when I'm training and now really teaching, He's just a lot, like me for real, right? Like when I when I'm out there training and teaching a lot, like finding Arma and, and just Renaissance martial arts in general is like, I started to realize the past five or six years that I was like, oh wow, this must be what people feel like when they're having fun and getting better at a sport that they're obsessed with. Which I didn't really. I mean, I had that with disc golf to an extent, but like. This was a disc golf was not a childhood dream, like, but you know, learning how to fight to fight in general, but then having like, you know, real quote unquote weapons and things and understanding how they really did it with primary sources and stuff. It was like such a huge change in my life and in my mindset and whatever, too. I mean, it's par- it is part of what helped me to like love myself enough and love my life enough to leave my toxic ex. Mm-hmm. Um, the other half of that was when she. Uh, told me that she officially didn't like Steve after an occurrence that was completely her fault. Um, one of many occurrences that were her fault. And Steve was like the nicest guy ever, it, it, especially to her and ever. But I mean, this is you know for a long time ago. But it's like now he's a total dick. No, but, uh, he, but it was like that's when I was like, oh, you're so that you're crazy because everyone likes Steve. Like so that means like everyone in the world can't be wrong, and you're that right. Billy and Chinese right. people can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess rice is pretty good, you know, <laughs> if you cook it right. Uh but uh but yeah, but but also finding Arma and Renaissance martial arts and and that feeling of wow, I'm actually at least as far as we can tell doing this. It's all working the way that they say and now teaching it and stuff too. Like my best the best qualities uh of myself come out when I'm training and teaching. And I, I've I've learned to be more patient. I've learned to communicate on a hyper personalized level because I can't, you know, somebody new comes along to the group. I can't just say, all right, you just join them and we'll just do this. Like I have to give a three hour personal lesson to this person because they can really hurt themselves or us because we're not really training with any protective gear. So mm-hmm. anyway, my that line made me think about all of that and then also made me sad for guts because he's saying it is like oh this covers up all the bad stuff in my life you know it's like it is the first good thing he's ever had i mean his mom but she's dead right but anyway it was a it was a very uh uh poignant poignant yeah cathartic little moment here but also of course maybe empathize or sympathize for guts in that case so Mm. what was yours steve i would say that line caught my eye as well uh, nowhere near as deep uh, reasoning. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just one of those like, this is what makes me happy. This is my happy place. And I don't have to worry about this shitty life that I'm living when I do this thing. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, which again, like you said, we've all had these things where it's like, oh, this is my escape almost, which, you know, good and bad can come of that. But um, right, right. Yeah, it was definitely a, a very interesting. Line. Yeah, it's, it's a show to right? So it's a universal kind of concept of like, Oh, once you find your thing, your jam, right. That's like when you're doing that thing, your mind, your mood, your, your 
spirit, your body, they're all working in like perfect harmony. Yeah. You know? And you see that in him throughout the, not that I've read the rest of this, but from the previous chapters, right? This is just when he's going to town is when he can just zone out and right. just be him. Right? Exactly. Yeah. For some of us, say hey, that's when we're going to pound town, you know, exactly. Like, High fiving well, each other over end. that yeah. sex worker that we bought. <laughs> we don't know what fucking gender they are. It's just <laughs> all, all there is is pound, right? Exactly. Um, pound cake. Pound ca- I was just thinking that. Wow. <laughs> That'd be a good t shirt. All you need is pound. Cake. <laughs> and then on the back it says cake. Yeah. Right, right. Parentheses. <laughs> you dirty strawberry. You. Uh, yeah, we can skip cake the... with an arrow pointing down. <laughs> <laughs> We can skip the sword report. I talked about we that went, for yeah. quite a while, but some hopefully some fun, uh, historically accurate information for y'all about the shit you're seeing. Uh, and now, ooh, 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 I'm yes, just burping yes. up a storm here. Ryan is going to introduce his new segment. So this is going to be the replacement for a very long time, replacing the I'd fuck puck segment, no. which I think which I think ran its course the first few episodes. Too, <laughs> something else, but it ran its course um, the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> but let's be. Let's be. Uh, but yeah, Ryan, take it away. Oh yeah. So uh, in the Berserk community, oh yeah, person, it's Kool Aid guy. Yeah, yeah um, Rufus person. Yeah. <laughs> <Hello>. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Um, okay. So in the in the Berserk community, if you're not familiar, there are a lot of memes about certain things. Um, it, as dark of a, a, a of a series as this is yeah and one of them is that uh griffith the character that we've met before uh, known as also known as femto did nothing wrong yeah. <laughs> uh and this is uh highly controversial but also just used as a joke most yeah. of the time people troll uh, the meme accounts yeah. by just saying I, I seriously don't see what he did wrong with the eclipse yeah. and they'll the make video stuff. essays he um, was just actually... fulfilling his destiny and then people bait you know there's a lot of the then um Tom Hardy as um, Mad Max doing the that's bait, you know, meme or whatever, <laughs> which I always appreciate that. One. Anyway. Yes. Uh, and so we're going to kind of capitalize on that by uh, having a new segment called the Griffith Observatory, mm. where we uh, observe, <laughs> you know, if uh, <laughs> Griffith did anything right or wrong in this chapter, even in those he's not present in yes. kind of the same with Puck. We're like, man, even if he wasn't there, I really wish he was. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, uh, this is going to be mostly like a, a lighthearted segment. Obviously, this first chapter that we're doing this in, uh, there is no Griffith. Right. Uh, however, my point of this was that, hey, you know, like he should have been in this chapter because he would view himself as the main character. Mm. Uh, so, you know, clearly it should have been about him yes. and not this little scrub guts who's still writhing in his own existence. Uh, so yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, what, what, what did Griffith do right, or what did he do wrong in this chapter that um, he doesn't exist? <laughs> no, it, but it's interesting though because knowing—I mean, it, I'm sure it's going to be pretty rare that anyone listening to this podcast hasn't isn't aware of the main plot points of Berserk, right? But uh, and main characters at least because the most memes are guts and Griffith, right? But. Um, it is interesting to think about who Griffith is, especially when he meets Guts, and we're already seeing um, why Guts would even give him the time of day. I mean, and at first he doesn't. We're sca- you know we'll come we'll come to that, but <laughs> when we we'll, uh-huh. we'll come to those. Uh-huh. Ooh, when Griffith jumps on Guts' sword, oh my god, um, <laughs> he's bouncing on. I mean, this is a, that's a foot a foot fetish freak stream, but. Uh, uh, uh-huh who Griffith is ultimately is, is someone that he's the first kind of person to respect guts <laughs> like, right. And, and guts has never and been respected. disrespect him at the same <laughs> <Yes>. time, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. So it's like, like, like 
uh like can i say like more times uh i'm like yeah yeah this this chapter alone you could see how someone would come along and say like two nice things to guts and have him not blindly follow him but like at least be intrigued and probably completely shift something in guts's heart and mind right so um because we all i mean eventually we know like you know everyone follows griffith for his charisma like he's such a charismatic person he can tell you whatever you need to hear in that moment to make you ultimately be your best self, but be your best self, best self for his goals, you know? So it's still very um, selfish overall, but he does genuinely make people feel good, you know? And so seeing all this shit with um, Gambino and Guts' childhood, it, it's, uh, I didn't think about that before you made this segment and we're not even doing the segment technically correct. Cause we can't, you know, right this, this time, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but well, like, we, we could, you could argue that the last chapter where there's the little side, um, uh, flashback mm-hmm. gut. I mean, Griffith is clearly guts friend and guts doesn't have any friends in this chapter and will not for quite a while until he meets this mysterious character. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. What about you, Steve? Any, anything that, uh, this character Griffith, which actually, have you even read that far ahead or at all ahead? In no, that's what I'm saying. I haven't ah, done any okay. further reading, so he's, I will seen, bow out. Yeah, he's seen the, the, the just trilogy. Watched. Yeah, um, mm. but that ends with the eclipse as well, so he yeah, knows yeah. generally what happens. But yeah. what do you yeah, think, yeah, uh, yeah. superhero Batman uh, Femto? Would, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he was in this chapter, looking at all the, the goings on, you know, what what would he have to say about some of this stuff? You think? Would he? Would we want to swoop in? I don't know. Like, what? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, you got to stop the end scene at the very least. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, right. He I probably mean, wouldn't have wanted that, right? Because he cares yeah. about guts. He, he yeah. you know, in, at least to some extent. Well, but would he in his femto form? Ooh, right. If he's already true. he's lost his humanity, uh, basically, and uh, also, oh, and then quick little side note here because it also has to do with Griffith. I just looked up. This is where the Ligma balls thing came from too. Okay. But and I almost fell for it and I was like about to look for Ligma. I was like, why do I know that before? And <laughs> yeah. then I was like, oh, that's right. Uh but I was like wondering where uh the the word femto came from. Like what's the etymology of it? And femto is like a Danish origin word, which means it's basically like you can say it in a, in a, in a sentence, you would say the you know, a single hair is a femto of some of a whole head of hair it's it's the it's like a quadrillionth smaller version of the of the value of the whole that it's a part of like a microcosm kind of exactly yeah so it's like it's a uh almost like an atomic level right atoms are a femto of i'm not sure if music right but they're like a femto the size of a human body you know what i mean something like that Hmm. so um because it specifically is a huge you know shrinking so it's interesting that he chose femto as as if as if griffith somehow got smaller in value when he became a god right like which is like so it's almost like diminishing or you could just argue that oh all the all of the good parts of his humanity are now gone he's just the worst small part of him that have now yeah. become everything you know so mm, yeah. um there you go i think we will skip also because it also has to do with puck technically but I think we, I mean, we can, we can. Oh no, we're doing records. You want to do every okay. time. All right. Every all right. Time, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, who does Rickert, who we also, we'll meet him soon actually, but who does Rickert need to slap the most in this chapter? So it's, it's always Puck's ass, but Puck's isn't here. Puck isn't here anymore. Yeah. Who annoyed you in this chapter? Ooh. 
Uh, I would say I feel like the obvious answer has to be Gambino uh, because mm. like he's the most prominent character in this chapter that just really is rubbing guts the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, uh, like Donovan too. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yep. Uh, like Donovan too. <laughs> I knew that was <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think, I think he needs to be snap, uh, snap, slap, smack, crackle, pop, fucking, uh, I don't know, man. Like by, by the butt of a spear, perhaps because he needs to lose a tooth to remember <laughs> what he did. No tooth fairy for you. Motherfucker. Steve, All right. Did anyone annoy you in this chapter? Uh, well, we'll just go with uh, Donovan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the right answer. That's the correct yeah. answer. Well, I'm, um, I'm going to save no, my slap for Donovan for next chapter. <laughs> All right. That's true. When he slaps. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Um, I, uh, I was annoyed by um, the little one, the one little man who looks like uh, Steve's old roommate, Matt, uh, who was handing out the money. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, just because it, it reminded me of like Vargas and all the little, and he reminded, reminded me of the count. He, it reminded me of all the little like religious figures because he looks like a little Pope, like <laughs> handing out the money. So uh, huh. yeah, he, it, it brought up those feelings of like, oh, it's a little, it's a pompous little, little Pope, politician <laughs> bureaucrat, right? And uh, <laughs> uh, we got to get back to all these hyper conservative men who die by the war. But um, uh, yeah, I'll go with the, that little man. He just, he seems like he needs a little dose of reality, maybe a little less fucking chicken wing in his throat or something because he's very fat. Yeah, I feel like in the show, uh, he's actually just very, you know, stone cold like personality. He's like, all right, next up, next, you know. But in this one, he kind of looks so like a, smell what a the bump. Rock is cooking. Yes. <laughs> kind of looks like a bumbling, like little Disney character or something. In this yeah, one. yeah. Like, he's like, oh, come on, exactly. next up. <laughs> yes. Ah, poor Young Guts. <laughs> <laughs> young Guts, too, starring in the Young Guts sounds like a great <laughs> rapper name. Damn that voice crack! Oh, uh, yeah. Um, that's it. That's it for this. This lengthy episode, just like Donovan's lengthy. Something. Whoa, 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 whoa! But uh, yeah, we want to thank you for listening, for subscribing, for following, for reviewing, for rating highly. Hopefully, uh, no guts, no glory. The Berserk Podcast. We will be back in two weeks' time. Make sure and go over to twitch.tv slash aliens usually on every other Monday night. Um, listen to our other podcast that is uh, every other week uh, called Probing Gaia, part of the Probing Ancient Aliens verse of podcasts. Subsidiary of That's How You Do It Productions. And uh, yeah, we don't have any social yet. We're still just kind of starting this thing off. But uh, yeah, like, subscribe, share it with your friends, tell your friends about it. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, I don't know. That's all. All right. Good to go. All right. Just like, just like uh, Femco flying away. We're going to be. Bye. Femco out.